Okay. Got that out of my system. Hello and welcome to Zeo, a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. Who are we? Well, I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. And it's just the two of us because, I don't know, that's just life. Deal with it. Fucking deal with it. You got the best, the best, the cream of the crop. Take that. That, 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 that crop, the cream of it, the bundled, condensed into what it is now. And you know what we're going to talk? You know what? Two of us are going to talk. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to have a conversation about fucking E3. Guess, guess, guess what? That's been going on for like the last 10 days. And we're going to talk about it because it is, it is the cream of the crop as well. It is, it is a lot of games coming out. And it's just a creamy delight. There we go. E3 is a cream delight with your two favorite creams of the crop. Any words, Rob? Any words whatsoever? Or shall I just start off to say, hey, let's go right into E3. Talk about what the first conference that started, which was, of course, EA. And what were your first thoughts, Rob? Let's see here. How how to sum, how to sum up my emotions towards EA press conferences? Because they if you can't start. No, no, I, I I have the ability. I have the ability. Okay, because I I got like two. Okay, go 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 before I so, start ranting. Yes, when it comes to uh, EA and E3, um, there is a certain ritual that uh, goes along with it before that press conference starts. Uh, you see, I will go and feverishly hit my head against the wall for about 20 minutes before it starts. Ooh. Which makes it feel pretty okay for about the first 25 minutes where they generally will go and introduce a whole bunch of sports games like FIFA 18, Madden 18, NBA 18, NHL 18, oh, uh, whatever the United Lacrosse, Re- or what United La- United Lacrosse League uh, game of 2018 is going to be called, the uh, water polo uh, game of uh, 2018. You just, you just flossed over a Canadian national fact right here. So, look at lacrosse. I'm Canada's already taking a drink. Lacrosse is Canada's national sport. So, you, you guys thought it was hockey, didn't you? I got to be honest, yes, because I've never heard you mention lacrosse. It's Canada's national sport. I played lacrosse. I was pretty good at it. If I, didn't go, if I didn't go into, uh, go, go into music, I probably would have played lacrosse. Ah, tasty drink. So, Wait, you went into, you went into music? I was in marching man, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was in marching band. Sorry, yeah, I thought you were right. talking occupationally there for a second. No, 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 no. Yeah, hobby, hobby, hobbyistic, hobbyistic. Sure, okay, that's sure. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. So that's yeah. what I got. Is like fifty percent was sports, fifty percent was Star Wars. Well, I I don't know if that's entirely correct. Going categorizing that, it was fifty percent was Star Wars. It was fifty percent sports. And forty nine point eight percent Star Wars. What what wasn't Star Wars? What wasn't Star Wars? The Anthem teaser, A Way Out, and uh, Need for Speed uh, Payback. 
you know what? I'm going to say it was 50% sports, 50% Star Wars, and then somehow 1% everything else. Because they EA just can't do 100%. They, they just don't math right. They had Star Wars. They literally, literally played a full match of Star Wars Battlefront 2. Hosted like, by John Boyega. It wasn't hosted by Boyega. Basically was hosted by him. Introduced. Okay, fine. Introduced. They, they were going and working that angle as much as possible. Stupid fake tweet all the way to the introduction of the actual match. It was it was introduced by him, and then they, they did that. And then it was hosted by YouTube celebrities. Oh, right. Uh, with, uh, with, I, I can only remember, <laughs> I can only remember the one person who was, I can't even remember her name. Um, the I girl. Can't, I can't even remember. It's like, I did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I know. Unless it's, unless it's Mario and Fafa from Glove and Boots and their new gaming channel, I could care less. Now, oh. if EA ever gets those two to go and host their conference, God damn it, I will watch every second of that on bated breath instead of going and falling asleep through half of it with sports. Because it's the same game every year. That's what Ubisoft sort of did. They did the thing where like, they took Tabuscus and Alicia Tyler and put them as the hosts, and then they're like, yay, we got these fucking entertaining celebrity people as the uh, hosts. Oh, well, watch before us. that, it was Joe McHale, for God's sakes. Yeah, no, if that's... Well, we'll get to Ubisoft. I'll oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to that later. Yes, but... They, um... Spoiler alert, they didn't do that. They were the most traditional just EA or uh, E3 press conference. So I, I, I would agree with that, yep. So anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh... I, that's what I got from EA was it was mostly sports and then mostly Star Wars mm-hmm. because literally they played a whole match of Star Wars. A whole You don't see that. You, when does a press conference ever just give a full match of a game it's always like gameplay trailer but never just okay now we're going to play a full match of a it's like oh the only time that i can remember that happening uh was back and this has been a long time now was uh god what's um oh now i remember yes 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 uh it was probably oh god i don't even remember the year it was uh, during the Sony press conference, it was still while the PS3 was in its prime, and they were going and playing uh, Medal of Honor, and they were going and showing off the system's capability to go and have, I want to say it was like a 36-person uh, match on the console. But even then, it was a very restricted mode, so it only went on for like five minutes. This was not a five-minute thing. No, this is this is literally like the the rest of the thing. Like they just just treated it like an EA game or like an EA, not EA, uh, like a live stream, <laughs> esports game. There we go. They treated it like an esports game. And I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, I was, how was I doing at the time? I watched I watched it while also playing either a video game or doing stuff on my computer so it was basically sort of side background noise but yeah no yeah his that's what it was it, and... it was a typical ea press conference other than taking half of it up for a game that i will admit it does kind of make me want to play but... i don't know i i feel like they 
of course they allocated so much time to Star Wars Battlefront because the first one I don't know it's weird because like the first one is what people want so it did really well but then people complained about it a whole lot I this is where it's weird because yes you're right it gave them exactly what they wanted except for two things not enough of it well that's definitely a thing um the first Battlefront I describe as going and being a typical EA game because mm-hmm. it was, for the company, I believe, less about creating a unique gameplay experience and more about being able to sell DLC. Because mm-hmm. it was very streamlined. It was very... People go through around the term vanilla when they talk about the, you know, base launching version of anything. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's an accepted yeah. term. That game was the most vanilla game since Destiny, there was just no depth to that game at all. I think Destiny is a very vanilla. I guess you know what, man. When I think back, to I, I, I I can go and rip on Destiny for days, man. Let's let's not go into that. That that is still my most frustrating <laughs> day one launch experience in a video game. Hmm. I still no no. I'm not going to go into this. We will have a discussion about uh, about Destiny one of these days, but we are not doing this here. Um, even though it was be poignant, um, but yeah, the original the original Battlefront, the game itself actually did play well. It had a lot of what people were asking for, but it didn't have a single player element, which I think people complain a little bit too much about because it's all about the multiplayer. Let's be honest here, you know that's what keeps you going on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, then there was also the other issue of everything felt exactly the same it didn't matter what gun you were using it didn't matter what loadout you were using everything felt exactly the same and that i do believe is a valid criticism of the game because even the most back effect yeah pretty much yeah it's just i'm gonna coin that term i'm 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 sure somebody i'm sure somebody already has no 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 i'm going it right now nickel back effect is when it's always like just consistently the same and then that makes it kind of boring and stale. So I guess, I don't know, I guess like fucking Dark Souls is technically the Nickelback effect, but they're doing it properly where that's what they want. So they just give them that and they're just like, okay, it's more of the same. Yeah. No, they're at Dark Souls 3 and apparently it's no different than it was before. It's pretty much the same damn game. Yeah. Like even, even our buddy John, who is in love with the creator of that thing, will say the exact same thing. Although he argues the first one was perfect, so more of the same, just it's more perfect. <laughs> it's perfect, why change it? It's a perfect game. You just make another game that is equally perfect and not different in any way. It's still yeah. perfect. <laughs> yes. Okay. That, that's basically it. So, uh, yeah, the Battlefront 2, it looks like they took all of those criticisms to heart. That's what they talked about, too. Yeah, they, that, they, and that was basically all they did. It honestly felt more apology, to be honest than it did anything else. Because what were the three big things that they kept pointing out? Single-player um, campaign, yeah. customizable equipment, and yeah, no-charge like DLC. Oh, I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah, no. Instead of going and doing their season pass and all that stuff, they're going and taking Nintendo's approach, like what they did with Splatoon and uh, Mario Maker, and just going and having regular, uh, regular free updates to keep people playing longer. How do they get people to pay for stuff? Because like, 
they said there is going to be some sort of in-game currency and the ability to buy extra hardware and packs. So my guess is they're probably going to go and have something like what GTA does, where because like either... there is the there's the two that are working real well. There yeah. is uh, GTA, which is like doing their microtransactions, so they just basically put out more content. Except you have to have in-game currency to use some of that content, so you basically. You either have to play a lot, or you go and buy shark cards. Yeah, or there's the other one, which is like the loot box idea, which is what uh, like CS:GO and uh, Overwatch and all those games use, where you get loot boxes to unlock things, and they come out, and then you can either buy more loot boxes or you can grind a whole lot. So you can basically you can grind through the game and get loot boxes, or you can just spend twenty bucks and get all bunch of loot boxes. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if they do the whole loot box ideal where they're... Or, yeah, there's the two ways. There's the microtransaction. They're both microtransactions, basically. Yeah, yeah, they, One, they are both microtransactions. It's just a question of are you buying currency or are you going and buying something that's a lottery? Yeah, yeah, fuck. It's, the way you put that is, is like, I hope it's the currency because of the DG, uh, GTA way. You just buy the currency, you can buy whatever the fuck you want where the... Overwatch ways is like uh, I hope I get the thing I want. Still might not, which is more lucrative for the company technically. So, uh, <laughs> all I'm gonna say there is Overwatch's system is what <laughs> you just you just cut out right there. Overwatch's system is broken, and I hope to God it's not like that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I got all the skins I wanted from Overwatch, so I'm good. <laughs> the you last two me. boxes, the last two boxes I've gotten are nothing but duplicates, and I have played nowhere near as many hours as you. Yeah, no, I got a lot of duplicates. The last, the last possible box I could get was uh, the the Diva skin, which is the one that was like, I hope I get Diva. I'm not gunning for diva skin i got the ones i was gunning for but if i got diva skin then that would just round it off and be yeah i'd be good i'd be good so that's the one i got and i was like fucking i'm good i'm done don't need to play anymore done yeah. the game i got all the skins i wanted from the last or from the last uh event but that's i got a lot of duplicates at the same time man you did not, I, you did not. I got all the, the ones last... i wanted the last event was the roost, uh, the year of the rooster, wasn't it? No, I'm talking about the anniversary event. Oh, oh, I guess that uh, technically it's uh, yeah. over. So I guess that was the last event. Yeah, before that, thinking, it was a lockout. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the year, year of the rooster. Yeah, year uh, of the rooster. I got jack shit out of that one. I got the skin you wanted the most. Yeah, and I fucking hate you. Ah, good. Good. Anyway, so going back to E3 press conference, it's Star Wars and sports. Sports. So much sports. Um, and it's I all guess, the same damn thing. I guess they did talk about, okay, there's the other games. They did have a need, spe- need for speed. Which looks like it. it's taking a uh, Fast and the Furious approach to things, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played Need for Speed since Underground 2, so... I, I, whatever the last one was that came out in the PS2 was the last one I played. God, I think that might have also been Underground too. Oh, I know there might have been a Hot Pursuit. Hot Pursuit may have came out on that. God, I thought. Like, oh, I, I don't even know. I feel old even talking about that franchise. I know. God, I st- I still love the music from uh, Need for Speed Underground too. I just mm. I'll still play it. 
Yeah, fucking... no, still mm, good game. Good game. That that, that cover with Snoop Dogg and also uh, Doors uh, Riders on the Storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they got that. They got another news for speed. I don't know. I haven't played it in a long time. Um, I am the race. Racing games are the ones that I I excel at. So you give me a racing game, and I will easily hundred percent that and never lose a race. Uh, so it's weird that, but like the thing is, like I buy racing games. No one else ever ha- fucking has them. Oop, I'm hitting stuff. Yes, um, yes, you are. <laughs> no one else ever has them, so it's just like. I've sort of stopped buying racing games because what happens is I buy the game. I'm really good at it. I can 100% it. But then that's that's it. That's done. And it's like, well, I want to race against people. No, None of your friends have racing games. Shit, then why, why am I even buying racing games? It's a game I can buy that I'm too good at that I just don't even have a challenge at. And then it's done. And I'm like, well, that's $80 that I spent on a game that I just blew through with nothing because there was no challenge behind it. So I really haven't bought or played racing games in a long time now because of that. Uh, I guess the most, the closest thing I have is like GTA, which I play with you guys, mm-hmm. but it's sort of racing game. Like it's got a, it's got a good racing mechanic for it, a game that's also a third person shooter. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a perfect racing experience, but it's great it's, for what that is. <laughs> it's 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 pretty good. Like it's, driving it's in that game is pretty good compared to other racing games it, I've also played. It's it's of the quality of like Burnout. It's not the thing that's going to go and keep you playing over and over again. But it is. Whoa, something whoa, 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 whoa! Burnout is a great racing game. I fucking spent so many hours in Burnout. Burnout. But three. were you racing or were you going and causing crashes the whole time? I was doing both. We all I did was both. Doing both, sir. We all did. Both. I was racing that shit out of that game i fucking that was that was my jam was that game oh dude man, i'm out three you have oh. heard me talk about on how much i wish they would resurrect that franchise like man I'm that was so... the greatest i i was that was back when i actually did be able to compete with my friend Kalen. he would also play racing games so he played burnout three and he played project gossam racing and him and i would uh we never raced against each other because he knew i would automatically beat you so it was like I'm not racing you because you're just going to beat me. I'm like, ah, uh, shit, okay. But then we'd have, we still compare our statistics. So with Burnout 3, there was the racing part, but then there's also like the explosion maps. Yeah. And I would just go and just blow shit up all awesomely, oh. completely. And it would be like, yeah, I'm. I, I, I wasted days doing that. I oh, wasted it was, days doing that fucking game. It was great. It was great. I was, that's it, it, great was, it was. It was. I actually so, think that's the reason why I stopped playing Need for Speed was because I discovered Burnout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think Paradise was the last one. That yeah, wasn't anything. that sounds Split right. Second. Yeah. Split Second, that's a good mm-hmm. one too. Yeah, That's on uh, Steam. You can go, we can go buy that on Steam and race each other. So, yeah, no, fucking, I love racing games, but I never have anyone I can play with them because most people don't buy racing games. And the crew... Which we'll get to because that was also on e uh, Ubisofts because that's a mm-hmm. Ubisoft title so we'll we'll get to that one. Yep. I that one came out free so everyone can play it for free for if you were in that select month. That one I just I don't like the driving in it. It's horrible. It's, 
it's the same kind of driving that was in uh, um, Watch Dogs. Because it's it's all the same engine. So it's, dri- it's Watch Dogs driving engine. I was like, this is not good. All the cars are really weighty and luggy and don't feel right. So, yeah. I remember that's the last racing game I can think of buying. and Or not even buying. I didn't even buy it. I got it for free. That's the last racing game I remember playing. And I remember... Yeah, I'm gonna save that till we get to. Yeah, Ubisoft. yeah, no, we'll, we'll 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 get to that later. So, anything else to go on other than sports and Star Wars? Man, I don't know. I don't know. Eh, sports. Then we're gonna move on. Games. I know the sports games are all gonna sell because those always do sell. Because you have the sports game players who love sports and love video games, and they're gonna play the sports video games because that's just. What they do? Oh, what are you missing? Wait a second. No, that's a Ubisoft one. Never mind. I man, there's a lot of Ubisoft uh, games that are also sports games. Shit, man. Okay, that's weird. Never mind. Shit. Okay, no, that's good. Done. Microsoft. 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 So, <laughs> so, so, uh, uh. Now get this. Get this. Take the words X. Box One X. Turn that into an acronym. Yes, we get it. It's Xbox. Fucking. We all why? got the joke. Like why? while they were doing it. Why? Because they had to go full circle. They had to take it all the way around the three sixty man. Three six. It's too many layers. <laughs> too many layers. Damn. Just. Yeah. No. I don't this, know. What this was doing. another fifty percent. Uh, <laughs> conference. <laughs> it was fifty. It was fifty percent them going and rambling off a random number and turning on the specs. applause sign. It was an applause sign there? Specs. It was all specs. Do you know yeah. what I? Do you know what I noticed? What? What? The only thing I noticed was the lack of Hololens. I was like, "Where's Hololens? Come on, guys! Where's Hololens?" And then nothing. Nothing. They're not even focusing on that for consoles. Man, really? they have just gi- they have given up on that one, and I think in some respects, rightfully so, because <sighs> the technology that that thing is going for is so far beyond what anything in this, and probably the next generation will be able to appreciate. There, that thing is going to be run completely on cloud computing. I am convinced by the time it actually that comes thing, out. No, that thing, like they're 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 onto something because it's it's the oh, it's a- to like. The thing itself is like eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars, and that's equivalent to what a surface costs. Where they're onto something with the surface. Because it's a computer, it runs Windows 10, but it's all touch touch application. So it's a tablet that's also a PC, or is a PC that's also a tablet. Because I used to have a tablet that ran an Android and you can only do so much with it, but then with the my surface, it's literally a PC that I can take anywhere. It's more portable than a laptop and then it sounds like well you just take the surface part of it all the computer and you just shove that into a spherical device that fits on your head and then boom you have your augmented reality that's it done yeah that's just it but they're going and they're trying to develop that thing not around gaming they're not trying to go and develop it for that kind of thing they're trying to develop it as a replacement for the smartphone yeah, they want to continue like, to miniaturize that thing until it is literally sitting on your eyes as contacts, or in my case, as glasses, because I can't do contacts. 
that's what the goal of that is. I don't eventually. think you can fit that in the contact. That's oh, that's they, too far. Oh, dude, dude, you Samsung's already patented the technology on there. Now it's just going and coming up with the ability to compute and how to power it. Fucking the future. Yeah, we, that's that's the thing we need. We need we need a breakthrough in battery power. That's the only that, thing we're missing. Yeah, I know because we haven't had a major technological leap in battery tech in the 1970s. Yeah, no, because like my phone. Phone still dies quickly. Like phone after two years, it's it all of a sudden now uh, rampancy. Yeah, I can't go through a, a whole day without my battery coming down to zero. So yeah, it's battery power. That's that's the one thing that we need to have a breakthrough into. As soon as we get that breakthrough in battery power, like a battery that can last fucking forever, that can power so many things on your device, then boom, we're gonna have another shoot up with all the technology because it, all of a sudden this technology can last longer than three hours. It's going to be uh, Tesla towers. Okay. We, we're, we're going over the wrong thing here. Just Tesla towers, Tesla towers. Oh. Yes. Tesla towers, Tesla towers. Yeah. As, no. in, as in old school Tesla or a new school. Yes, Tesla? I'm, I'm talking old school Tesla. I'm talking about his experiment Wire- where he had a tower. His wireless power. Yes. Oh, fuck. That that's the only way that I think that that's going to happen because we have not since the 1970s had a major innovation when it comes to the batteries. We found ways to make them charge faster, but as far as we've gotten is lithium ion. We have not found something that is more sustainable than that. And even that is really pretty junky compared to what we need for some of this stuff. It's the same reason why I don't buy into electric cars right now because it's like, Mm. oh, we're going to spend all this money on this. The battery will be dead in 10 years. And odds are the manufacturer is going to be on a different battery type at that point. So either you're going to spend as much as the car was to go and get a new battery, or you're just going to buy a new car. And which that's one an do you think you're buy? That's an interesting concept to think about there. I've never, I never even thought about that, that your battery itself would become obsolete in your car and thus not be able to replace Look at it. Generation 1 Prius drivers. They're already running into that issue. Really? That's a hybrid really? system. Yes. Huh. Yeah, and Toyota still doesn't make the same type of battery anymore, so you can't go and replace those things. So you're either running completely on gas power, or you're trading it in and getting a new one. And they can't retrofit it to make it fit the new uh, batteries? Not the cur- or not the first generation ones. I've heard some Prius loyalists go and tell me that the third generation Prius units and onward have that, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if I believe that. That's only good as long as they keep going making that stuff. And yeah. even as a Toyota car owner and lover, uh, you own it. Oh yeah, yeah, you do own a Toyota now. now. Now I do. I still preferred my old Honda, but you know the Toyota was a nice second. Same thing. They're the same. Yeah. Uh, it, it basically, it, they're close. I mean, they're they're pretty they're the close. L- they're the LG and Samsung of the car world. Because, yeah. well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that because the LG and the Samsung are shit, and the Toyota and the Honda are awesome. <laughs> Uh, 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 sorry appliances appliances sorry i know i I keep forgetting yes they're an electronics company yeah appliances no just still toyota and honda are a dime a dozen i can think of how many honda civics i passed on the way from home depot to my house within the 50 minutes that took yep no i mean that's (laughs) how many i'll agree with that part honda civics and toyota Yaris's, I guess. Do you have more Yaris's, or do you have more Camrys? Camrys, a hot one around. No, here. more probably more Camrys. Probably more Camrys. Like yeah. Oh, Yaris's, I mean, 
there's five billion of them. I mean, they're just they keep they they go on and on and on and on and on. I'd still be driving my twenty year old Civic if it wasn't for some jackass on four hundred five. There you go. Which none of you guys need to go and think about. We're talking about cars now. We're supposed to be talking about Microsoft. Just I'm weird and I drive Volkswagens and Fiats. Yeah, you are weird. Or Chevys, lots of Chevys. Uh, GMs. Say GMs. Yeah, I was gonna say GM was like yeah. Because I drive Pontiacs and Chevys, so mm-hmm. we have a lot of Chevys and a lot of Pontiacs. We got two Camaros, or we got one Camaro, two Trans Ams, one Chevy Deluxe, and a Mercedes. Fucking cars! Yeah, there we go. So, video games, Microsoft. Um, yeah, fifty percent. All about the specs about their multiple cons- uh, uh, consoles they have now, and then mm-hmm. they're like, okay. Now, let me shove all these games down your throat. And yep. some of these are, a lot of these are either, they have to, they very, they very point out that it is either a exclusive or new release or world, world premiere or Xbox exclusive. And if it's got both those, then you hear both those before you see the trailer. Yeah, they did a wonderful job of, just like with the Xbox One S and the way that they talked about their HDR and 4K Blu-ray making it sound like they're going and putting everything together. They did a nice job of this one as well, because looking at a lot of the games on there, most of them were multi-platform, but they're 4K exclusive, so they can call it exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Multi-platform exclusive. That's, that's kind of the way I sum up what they did. They do have some exclusive titles that are definitely interesting on there, but... I don't know. They, they they had a bit of a they had a bit of a hard time. They got beat up, I think, more than anything else this E3 because they made a lot of claims, and then there was a lot of stuff that clarified that was not uh, not a particular winner for them in the long run. Like yeah, like what do you, what do you mean? Like well, like, just to give you an example here, so. Um, Two games that they went and announced they were going to have uh, 4K exclusivity on, which honestly, they have exclusivity on all that stuff because none of the other consoles, even PS4 Pro. Hey, if you got it, you got to sell it. Yes, and I, I, I fully agree with that. Agree uh, or understand? I, they, well, understand and honestly agree because, I mean, it's almost the same thing in this situation. But regardless. Sure, sure. Yeah. The sure. problem, though, is that, and this is the same thing that we saw with the PlayStation 3 with all of its extra processing power versus the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. We're, we're looking already at the same thing happening here. And it basically confirmed what, uh, what's his name? Phil Spencer, the guy in charge of Xbox. Yeah. Yep. What he yeah, accidentally apparently Everyone loves. Yeah. I, which I don't understand. <laughs> I oh, just, fucking. cause he, I, he, he saved Xbox from what they did basically last uh, E3. And then he came in and was like, no, we're going to change all this. And then yeah. they're they're doing way better than they did last year, and that's kind of thanks to Phil Spencer. So yeah, but I mean, they're still uh, they're it's, they're, it's a I, long I, road. It, it's it is. Road. You're right. You're right. It is a long road. We'll see what happens here. Um, but anyway, going back to uh, what they were getting beat up over. So they were making such a big deal over the exclusive. Yeah, they were spending most of their time doing it on multi-platform pieces. And here's a real problem that they ran into because they were making a big deal because they premiered 
Assassin's Creed Origins, mm-hmm. which looks absolutely fucking gorgeous. I'm interested in playing an Assassin's Creed game again. Yeah, I hope I don't feel cheated like some of the other ones. <laughs> yeah, um, no, the, uh, I'm, we'll get to that when we get to you. Yeah, we, of course. They did. They confirmed that was coming there, and they also confirmed that Destiny Two was going to be coming to it as well. So that's great. There's a problem though. Oh, our hardware is capable of playing the stuff in 4K. Mm-hmm. The problem, though, is that the way that they've set everything up on there, it's not like they're able to go and develop things on, say, a standard PC architecture. It's still being designed on it, or in an Xbox engine by itself. So here's the question. If you're developing a game that can be played on the PC, mm-hmm. Xbox One platforms, and Sony PlayStation platforms, just those by themselves, what are you going to develop the base of your software around? Oh, shit. I know what you mean. Yes, because they confirmed, and this was the big one from Destiny, but now it's going around and a bunch of the other guys are going confirming this as well because there are so many multi-platforms. And this one confuses me a little bit because we know that Bungie is capable of doing better. Destiny 2... They're going and developing it, so it will be able to go and run, you know, in beautiful 4K and all that stuff on the PC and Xbox uh, One X versions. But they're still developing it, going and using the Sony architecture on there. So the uh, Xbox One X, the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PS4 Pro will only be able to go and produce uh, at 30 frames a second, regardless of the resolution it's being output at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the. Uh, this is the. This is basically what's been happening with the uh, console versus PC mm-hmm. games that have been coming out. Where games have been coming out, and basically the uh, developers, because they're they're different from the the these publishers. They're developing mm-hmm. for whatever is the majority. Yeah, and a lot of the games majority is the basic. Like I guess I guess basic now is like 1080, but it's like mm-hmm. console 1080. Like a little, yeah. uh, little lower, um, and then you'd have these people with their computers that are like fucking running 4K, 1080, just or or uh, 4K, uh, huge 144 hertz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then their the games they produce just don't meet those standards. So when they go into that, it's like taking your uh, NES system, your Nintendo mm-hmm. Entertainment System, and popping it onto your fucking. Uh, seven. I guess the only TVs that would even still run that are the uh, 780 TVs. And looking at it, I'm like, man, this is fucking shitty. It looks like shit. And it's because, well, yeah, at the time when those games, those games are developed for TVs that don't have this much resolution, and when you have something that does have that much resolution, you see all the fuzz and the. Yeah, not- when you take it from 240i and go and blow it up to 1080p. You're yeah. going to go and notice some problems. Yeah, so... And that, that was happening with computers. Is like, it would go to the computer, and it would look shit on the computer. And so they would either negate this by having the computer release significantly... Uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Postponed? Mm-hmm. Delayed. There's the word. The, yeah. the delayed. That's the word we use for video games that are not going on... Uh, so the computer computer version would be significantly delayed 
so they could actually optimize it for computers, which were always like significantly higher in quality. So it didn't look like shit when it went onto the computer. And that's kind of what's happening in the consoles now is like games are going to get developed for the majority of people that have that console. Why would you develop something for the minority company? Uh, the more minority amount of people when you could just go, well, most people have the basic PS4. Most people have the basic Xbox One. We'll develop for them and then just use a cheap upscaler that pops up and sometimes looks good, sometimes doesn't. It's like that also happened with 3D movies where they uh, shoot the movie in regular uh, yep. 2D and go, and okay. Conversion. Yeah, uh, just pop it up to this, like, uh, throw it through this filter and it'll make it look like it's in 3D. Fucking, they'll, they'll pay. It doesn't matter. And no, I totally understand that. So they're, I feel like, yeah, the games that are only going to look really good on Xbox One X that are going to be optimized for that are games that are by Xbox and Microsoft. So, yeah. Some games might not look as good. Some games might look better than you think they would. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's one of those things where they made such a big deal out of the amount of power that this thing has. They made such a big deal about how they were able to go higher resolution than everybody else. And this it is was, it was 2007 Sony press conference. 2007? Yes. No. The, the, yeah. What? No. What? No. Or, yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? That yeah. was 2007. It was 2007. That they, wait, what? What? That was when they were going and making all the grandiose promises of what these things were going to be able to go and do. And the, gorgeous six days teaser trailer for you know the game six days that never came out did they even have an xbox wasn't that like 2007 wasn't that mostly like about uh let me look at that uh 2007 i feel like was mostly about connect more than me no no connect came later man fuck really yeah no that was like 2009 or something like that man man i can't even remember what happened to seven then too far away but remember i mean the console went and came out in 2000 and heard the console came out in 2000 uh wait no the xbox 360 came out in 2006 yeah yeah okay i am on the right track yeah yeah 2006 yes yes yeah so 2007 that was the lead up year to the release of the wii and the playstation 3 and sony making the big deal about their seven core syst or seven core gpu how oh, powerful shit. it was and then that was back when it was like, oh, this is starting to look like computers. And oh, man, holy man, that's so long Yeah, ago. yeah, no, that's just it. And this was the exact same thing. They took what sunk Sony in that console generation and then went and used it themselves like it was some new big idea. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, have, I have just, I can tell already, even though it's no. right now that people have been broken. <laughs> With this news, it's like, wait a minute. No, no, this, this this isn't the same as when Sony... Oh, God, it's exactly the same as no, when Sony... No, 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 no. This is, this is different. I gotta say this is different because I feel like Sony fans and Xbox fans are different. So I feel like people that are like the hardcore Xbox fans are gonna go 
get the Xbox One X because they're that's who they are. They're going to get that the same way that they went and got the Xbox controller that was like what was yes, it called? The, the Elite, the, the Elite controller. Yes. Same way that they yes, had and... the Xbox 360 Elite. So yes, yes, because... it's going to happen. Yes, because what we've proven with Microsoft is that most of their console sales in the initial launch period are from previous Xbox owners that are upgrading. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking. I remember this. I remember having this conversation. Same friend, Kalen, talking about this with the racing game, and I remember when uh, PS3 came out, and it was like we're all Xbox players. I had both. I was never. I was never in a camp. And I'm the same way. <laughs> If anything, I kind of was in the PlayStation camp just because I had a PlayStation 1 first and I was always in the Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts was always on PlayStation. So that's where I that's where I laid, but I happened to have a also got a 360 because that's where all my friends played and I could play things like Gears of War and that was back when exclusives were the thing and there wasn't cross-platform things and then now there is plot cross-platforms and now they're going sort back of. to exclusives. <laughs> It's 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 a weird mess thing. It's it's yeah. it's like just going. The, the world is changing. Yeah. yeah. So I had a 360, and I remember having a uh, PS3, and our Kalen was like, "Man, three PS3 is shit. Why why do we even have it? It was so it's so shit. Why does anyone buy one of those?" I was like, "Well, man, you can buy a PS3, and it comes with a Blu-ray disc, the same. So you basically can buy a thing that is the same price as a Blu-ray player." But it also plays games. And it's like, well, fuck. That means that 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 Blu-ray player must be also really equally as shit because it's so cheap that they can throw a Blu-ray player into this PlayStation, and it's just poor quality. It's poor quality. And then fucking, uh, how many years later? And then he doesn't even get the next Xbox One. He goes straight to Sony and gets the PS4. And he's like, man, Sony's the best. It's it got everything. You can have a Blu-ray player. You have all the games you want in it. Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't need an Xbox because all the games that are on Xbox are also on PlayStation. I'm like, oh man, just I exactly everything, everything goes around in circles. And yeah, I mean, the one thing that was going for Microsoft at the 360 is also I think the thing that doomed it because they launched a year before the rest of their competition. Yep. They went and heard they had an abysmal launch because nothing was really ready for it at that point. But they really went and hyped the exclusive. They hyped the fact that that was the only console you could play Madden and 1080p on. Yeah. And even though high definition televisions were, you know, only about or were only in like I think 15% of households when the uh, you know PS3 launched. I think it worked cuz like I well, remember No, that that one worked perfectly because they yeah. made it they made the argument that we have the future right here and it didn't have an hdmi port they were still running last generation with component cables and all that stuff oh uh, yeah the first one that's right they did yeah. and then the second exactly. one they came out with was yeah exactly but they also didn't product test very well they yeah. went and had an over 50 percent failure rate yeah red ring of death exactly Hey, but they had gotten such a great start. And I will say, I think they undervalued what the product was worth, quite honestly. Mm. I, mm. I really do believe that. had Because I think that Sony overvalued the PS3 initially. Because, you know, uh, the $700 price point. That's right. Even with the Blu-ray player built in there. I don't believe that that was well justified. There, <laughs> that they guys, was fucking that first one was the best one because that was also the one that had the external ports for 
uh, uh, external memory. So it had ports that you could stick memory into so you could have more memory than what was in it. And then they just pulled that out instantly when they made it cheaper. Yep, so, exactly. No, they got rid of that and they got rid of uh, PlayStation 2 backwards compatibility for a while. They did eventually come back to that, but... Yeah, I mean, they went and took That's that right, thing. they did, didn't they? Yeah. Oh. But it, it also proved that that backwards compatibility did not mean as much as we thought. I don't know. Xbox is it's, really pushing that. They're pushing it, but look at what's actually happened with their console sale. So they had an initial boost when they went and announced the Xbox One S and when they went and released that, and it did pretty well. But then they ended up going and slipping in sales again, and it was holding at the same level as the original Xbox One. You know, the Xbox One X, I suspect, is going to do very well when it goes and launches. But I'm going to be curious to see if it can go and hold up with everything else that's going on, especially since Nintendo now is going and beating both of the other consoles put together, you know, with their new console has come out. Now, I don't think that Nintendo is going to hold that number for a long period of time. I do believe that it's going to go and sink down. But they're courting more and more developers. The excitement was all there for them. A lot of developers at E3, even though they didn't have games to go off for the Switch, all said that they were going and or all said that they were starting to work on development. I got things to say about Nintendo, but let's wait. Well, until we'll, we get to we'll wait until later on that. The question is, can Xbox One X? Because they're putting all of their they're putting everything into one basket with this one here. Can I they don't know. With their, can they? I with can't their even say they're doing that. Because, like, I have to say, is Xbox or Microsoft is all about. They're cross-platform now, too. So I don't even own an Xbox now, yet I can still get my Xbox-exclusive games on my Windows 10 because yeah. all their exclusives are cross-platforms between all their platforms. Their family of pra- uh, platforms is what they kind of sort of said during the uh, press conference many times. Is like It's no longer... Console, it's like their Xbox S, their Xbox X, their Windows 10. It's sort of like a family of content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would totally agree with that. But I think that's also them having a way out because we're talking about we're talking about a console system that you've only paid off the first generation. It took until about three or four years ago when they finally paid off the original Xbox. Good money after bad with this console system. And it's yet to go the into... The original a Xbox? What do you mean? Like the original Xbox One or the original... No, the original, original Xbox. Xbox. No, no, no. They can't have paid... They have to pay that off way, No, way they ago. didn't. What do you mean? What? No, come on. The development cost of that thing was the most expensive console ever made when it came out. Then when you go and look at that high failure rate, the extended warranties they had to offer on the 360, the 360 has not paid for itself. What? No, that can't be. That Dude, can't be. Look it it's... up. I am not joking here. Because, this... like, the, the Sony has done that, too. That's the whole point of what the Sony, when the 360 or the Sony 3 came out, they had that huge price, and that's because they didn't want to hit take a huge hit on it. And then they realized, oh, we have to take a huge hit on it. Then they they dropped the price. Their profit. They got greedy on that one because the PlayStation Two was. It had not only paid for itself; it had paid for the entire development cycle of the PlayStation Three. Yeah, and like the PlayStation, and the PlayStation Three played for the P. Her paid for the PS Four. That's always the PlayStation Two kept going too. Like you could still buy games for the PS Two because it was still big in South America. 
Well, and what, Whoa. they only stopped producing them, what, like three years ago? I know, that's right. That That's the thing, that was the E3, like, two years ago. They are talking about, it's like an 11-year cycle for each console. And it's like, man, that's, that's fucking long for a console. 11 years is a long time for a console. Because, like, they had the PS2, and they're like, in South America, FIFA was still super big. And so they're still pu- pumping that out for the PS2. Because the PS2 was still super big in South America and parts of Europe. And I was like, holy shit. And yeah. that was back when they were pumping out the, okay, now we're coming out with the three PS3, which is taking a hard hits. And they still made back what they lost on the PS3 in like three years, I think it was. Like, unless those, those numbers I have are completely wrong and just I, like I said the PS3 was paid for before the P, or uh, the PS3 was paid for before it ever even came out and I'm uh, sure that they did lose some money initially in production and all that stuff just because they weren't selling as many units as they wanted to but that thing was fully paid for by the time it went and launched I still uh, I don't know if it was I, I can I can back that I can go and get the data for you if- Man, shit. Okay, okay. Huh? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, it's just Microsoft has always kind of been, even when they were the number one, because with the exception of the Nintendo Wii versus the 360, it was the winner of that console generation. And that was the one that, you know, based on number of sales and dollars earned and all that stuff, it should have been number one, except for it. I had to go and pay for you know every console. You know, we were I gonna, feel like they were losing the cost of what it or they were losing the cost of what it took to make the console on a lot of those repairs. Mm. They only made about half of the profit of the other two companies when you're going looking at per console sales because they had such a high breakdown rate. And when they eventually got over to the elite, which no longer had that issue, then you're looking at something that was a pure profit situation. But even then you were so far behind in the first place. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I really do feel like Microsoft right now, they're hedging their bets because they don't want to shut down their gaming division. It is a lot of money. And they're making a ton of peripherals since they started producing first party, uh, their own controllers, you know, just the regular Xbox One controller, the 360 controller, the Xbox Elite controller. That's becoming more and more of a PC standard, though the mouse and keyboard is still the big thing. There's some games that are legitimately better on one of those game pads. Again, again, I play uh, GTA on a computer on a controller. because Exactly, and I'm the same way. They don't yeah. want to go and lose that market. It is still something that can make money, but console development, if this thing isn't a hit, this could be the end. Oh. There's a lot of analysts that have been talking that way, and i got to be honest here... It's hard to really argue it. Now, that being said, though, I still think even though I do believe this was really a bad press conference in terms of trying to go and promote a new product, it was a great one for games. Yeah, no, that, that's the thing. It's like they were 50% of it was just uh, them talking about their console and then the rest was just shoving games down your throat. And that part was awesome. Hmm. Well, for the most like, part, I, I but, I'll admit I still I got I got no love for Forza. Well, like, they it, talked about yeah. <laughs> they 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 talked about Forza quite a bit. Yeah, they really. spent I think a little too much time on that one, but and to the point of them like uh, getting very uh, pretentious about like used to. Here's here's my impression of what I got from that was cars would used to be introduced and and 
brought to the new world uh, uh, presented in car uh, expos. But now, video games are so influential that now they're bringing cars who have never been seen the light of day yet to video game conventions because racing games are just that important. And so then they brought out the uh, uh, Porsche 911 numbers, 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 letters, numbers, letters with a whole bunch of tags behind it. Um, And they just introduced that car because that was the world premiere of that car. Opposed to it being at an auto show, it was now at a video game show, and that was something that was really important. So they told us. And then they talked about Forza quite a bit. So, as you know, as any of our listeners, if we have those, I still don't believe it. They know I I uh, I am a car enthusiast. I've talked about cars. Hopefully, I have. If I haven't yet, then I don't know you, how that has not happened. Uh, you have not talked about it as much as I think you think you have. Well, I should have talked about it more than I should have because I have many cars. I like driving cars. Uh, we have. Let me talk about it now. So, fucking, we have a we have a, we have two. Two 1978 Those are fun to drive. Uh, we have uh, we have a 1938 hot rotted uh, Chevy Deluxe. Uh, so that's got a nice LT1 in it from a Capri uh, police interceptor. So it's it's fucked up because I take it and I go, okay, I need to change the oil in this. I take it, I go, I need an LT1 oil. Uh, these parts for an LT1 engine. Turns out. The LT1 that they put in the Capri for the police interceptor, that's that's uh, RCMP, that's the highway. So in Canada, we have the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. They don't ride horses out of ceremony. In ceremony, they ride horses. But uh, and, and nowadays, they're just the highway police. They get really, really fancy, nice cars. And they, if you speed and they pull you over, board so they'll they'll have a conversation with you because that's the most entertainment they have that day so they get really nice cars that go really fast because on the highway you have to have nice cars that go really fast to pull people over because people are if they're going fast on the highway you're going fucking fast so they have to have the cars to compensate for that and then they pull you over and they're like so fucking you're going fast down there boy and then they then you just have a conversation with them and then they're like yeah, that's cool. That's cool. What kind of car you got here? Oh, that's is this the diesel? No, that's not the diesel. Oh, yeah. So why why are you going out there? You're going like out there like Speedy Gonzalez. I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess so. And they're like, okay, well, you're going a little bit too fast that I can't this a minor ticket. So I gotta give you a major ticket. But still, bro, you gotta chill. Just just have a good time. And that that's our RCMP. They're pretty chill. So they drive really fast cars and. What happens is when they get into a real good race, they'll crash, and then you can go buy that car and take that engine out of that car and stick that engine into another car, and then you have a really fast car that's not that car. And you go and try and buy parts for that car, and you realize that car has been that engine for that car has been modded in such a way that you can't buy the parts you need because it's no longer the parts that say that it is supposed to be. You got my drift. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you still talking? I went off. Oh, yeah, no, I'm still talking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I like cars. So, that's why I want to get these racing games. As you know, uh, Forza, 
which is the uh, one racing game that is still the one that is still going on. Project Gotham Racing has died long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other one? There was another one, wasn't there? It used to be Forza was the Microsoft one. I guess Project Gotham Racing was the... No, because Project Gotham Racing was also on... Yeah, that was, well. that was... Yeah, no, that was... Them. What was that the was Sony? Multi- there was a Sony one that was like Gran Turismo. That's what it was. Is that still and, going? Um, I think we'll go and talk about that when we get to the Sony press conference. Ooh, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. So you have the you have the games that are constantly just they have their one racing game. It's like saying, "Hey, racing games are still a thing." Go. So they fucking talked about that forever and had the world premiere of a Porsche 911 yada yada a bunch of letters and numbers behind that in two different chunks that makes it more important i guess um and then a lot of games so i don't know i like the battlegrounds one because that made me go buy battlegrounds because like i've seen it quite a bit and then that's the whole indie is that indie no that's not That's, that's an indie game yeah that's an indie game okay so that was part of their indie where like we support indie players and, I had to get on the bandwagon after the other two were schooling him on that for so long. <laughs> and then they had Metro looked really cool. Yeah, Metro Exodus. That, uh, that's, got me, that's got me interested. Yep, uh, I guess they had the premiere for Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. which, which kind of surprised me because like, why wouldn't Ubisoft just keep that? I guess it was more the teaser was, for it. And yeah. that would make people go to Ubisoft's press conference because they're like oh I more of that because that's all I ever think of Ubisoft is Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed and then a bunch of other games that I don't play yep yep because Rayman's dead now Uh, (laughs) it's not (laughs) but they still got rabbits yep yes yes they do no I honestly Rayman it's this is crazy to me um that this is going off on a little bit of a side tangent here but I'm actually looking through everything that was announced uh, and really displayed at the Microsoft uh, conference. And what I'm noticing here. Hmm. Are they all, uh, are they all sequels? Not all of them. There's, there's a few new ones that were mixed in there, but what's kind of crazy about it is that for established IPs, there was really only two big ones in there that they were able to latch on to. And one of them was Forza. Okay. And the other one legitimately is Assassin's Creed Origins. Because these are the games that are coming out for her. They're coming out that they announced are going to be um, uh, on One X. But he- hear me out here. Hear me out here. Okay. Because there's, there's a point I want to make here. Because there was uh, Forza, uh, Black Desert Online, Metro Exodus, Assassin's Creed uh, Origins. Battlegrounds, State of Decay 2, which I know that's still a big IP, but I wouldn't put it on the same level as like Assassin's Creed or Forza uh, just for notoriety's sake. It's like double A opposed to triple A. Exactly, yeah. So it's it's a big game, but it's not big. I know um, the people that played State of Decay 1 will play State of Decay 2. God, yes. Yes, no but doubt about still that. still a big chunk. Yeah, but uh, Deep Rock Galactic, uh, Darwin Project, both got announced, so we don't know a ton about them. Uh, Dragon Ball <laughs> Fighter Z, 
<laughs> do I do I really need to go and elaborate on that? Man, like, it's it's like it, it doesn't it's matter what console. But with Dragon Ball characters, it's yeah, awesome. exactly. P- people are going to go. Um, and play I will it, play and it, but it sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. It, oh, it definitely does. I'm not mocking it. It's just <laughs> I don't. I don't. No. Th- I think you could have announced it on anything, and you'd have the same number of people that were excited about it. It had nothing yeah. to do with the. Yeah, it doesn't matter where it was. People would be excited. The they people that teased, matter. Yeah, they teased Life is Strange before the storm. And then I think that one. I think yeah. a lot of people like that game because it was oh, pretty. They, I I like the game myself. Health. I actually am looking forward to them hopefully refining a little bit because it. The first one I kind of describe as a beautiful disaster, same way as like I look at uh, Beyond Two Souls. It's like there's oh. a great idea here, but mm. there's serious flaws in its design. I'm hoping they refine this a little bit more, and we'll get there. But I can't say a Life is Strange is also a huge IP or IP. So it's like, I don't know. Sea of Thieves. We got to see so, a little bit more of that. Yeah, that's the one. I remember them coming back with that one. Like, or they had that one the first year or the last year. And it intrigued me because it was like, it's a multiplayer pirate game. And I feel like it would be fun to play with friends. If we, if, if the group of us, uh, our, our podcast group, yeah, our rangers, if you will. Yeah, we play things like Civ. Uh, we play things like GTA, or the the group of us that can play. Um, I feel like these would be a fucking great game for us to play. That sounds like a game that we would all have fun in. I like, it, if it is everything that we think it is, I totally agree with that. But. Let me finish my thought here real quick, and I know we're kind of getting off topic here, um, going uh, randomly with something. This is a lot of topic. Yeah, but, a lot of topic. Yeah, but yeah, they also announced Tacoma, Super what Lucky's Tacoma Tale. About? Hmm? I don't even remember at this point. It's just like I work in Tacoma. I, I don't want a game named after it. I think I just keep blocking <laughs> it on my head because I want to block out where I work. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's right. see here. Um, Cuphead finally got a release date announced. I'm really excited oh, shit, about that. That's right. Yeah, um, game, I thought that game actually came out. So, hey, Crackdown Three. I got. I gotta say something about Crackdown Three. Go for it. So, ever since like last year, all of a sudden, I've started like uh, shazamming or soundhounding the music that they're using during trailers because mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm realizing, shit, this is good music. I just want to listen to the music that they're having during these montage of trailers or trailers themselves. So. Crackdown 3, yeah, that was one of the songs that was like, this is just a good song. I just want to listen to this song. So that That's my E3 song that I went and went out of my way to go find so that I could listen to during any time, which was yeah. the Crackdown 3 song, which I will now tell you is called Beast by uh, Chris Classic. Let me just look that. Yeah, Chris Classic. And it's called Beast. Here it is right now. Fucking let me just jump right into the. Let me go into the. Just halfway through the song. There you go. That's a little taste. Fucking <laughs> great song. Yeah, I was hoping we don't like, get flagged for copyright on that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a taste. It's just yeah. a taste. It's just, just a little taste. Just a little just taste. Just a little taste. Yeah. And I will go and say, I did love the trailer for it with Terry Crews. And I, I, I don't know. I, I have enjoyed the Crackdown series as a whole. A lot I of people also, have, I think. Yeah. It, well, I, everybody went and bought it because they wanted to get into the, uh, what was it? The Halo, was it Halo 3? 
Was it the Halo uh, 3 multiplayer demo or beta, quote unquote? Well, yeah, I heard. I it was, yeah, it was Halo 3. Hey, so everybody bought it for that, and then it instantly became GameStop's most traded in game. Because yeah. as soon as that was over, uh, so really? many turned it back. I'll, I'm not joking. Yeah, that was that was like Is a the big second game. one. Bulletstorm. I don't think so. <laughs> Man, Bulletstorm has to be up there for that because I, I remember how many people bought Bulletstorm just for the Gears of uh, Gears of War three uh, multiplayer beta. Yeah, I, I I'm sure it was, but. I don't know how oh, it, it it's one of, there were two games that I remember because they were both actually good games, but ones that people just didn't seem to appreciate because they were buying it for the wrong reason. Because mm. I remember that one managed to go and take over one of my favorite video games of all time as the most traded in title in GameStop history. Because the previous one to that was Dragon Quest Eight, because people were buying it to go and get a hold of the demo for Final Fantasy XII. Ah. And that was the one with the horrible controls before they refined it and you know came out with the final version. That was just so sad because it was Square Enix's first release of an Enix uh, property under their new label. It was the return of the Dragon Quest franchise to the West. And it was a huge success. And people didn't actually play it for that game. They went and played it for a demo of a that they hated and then traded it in. And it was just so sad to me. But now it's released on the 3DS, so it's, everything's good now. It's Dems it's, the brakes. Exactly. So I'm now I'm gonna later I'm gonna have to look up Bulletstorm and see whether or not that even made ten or something like that. I'm sure it did, but I don't know. Yeah, well, no, because yeah. fucking Bulletstorm was one of those ones where you're like, you bought it just for that demo. Yeah, exactly. And, and th- to go back to the point with Crackdown, I really enjoyed the first one. I loved the second one with just them expanding that sandbox concept. And I've been yeah, waiting I heard, forever. I heard a lot of people like the second one. The, the second the first one, one was kind of eh, the second one was really good. The first one had great ideas, but just didn't know how to capitalize on it. That seems it just, to be the case for a lot of games, though. Is the second one is the the first one is the concept. The second one is the polish. And exactly. The third and that's, one is... Especially with the second one because they got... That was one of the few games outside of an FPS that I feel like got online cooperative gaming right. You know, for the time period, I should say. Because there's plenty of them yeah. now. But that was one on where you could actually go and use the voice chat with somebody else you were playing with and it worked. Hell, fucking that that still took forever for that to go and actually be Nintendo a is thing. still figuring out voice chat. Yeah, no, there's there's still there I'm not sure they'll ever get that one figured out, but I don't think market either. So whatever. Her, that one. John and I played so many hours of that game, and the only real problem with Crackdown 2 was the fact that it was so easy to max out all of your skills that you burned through the content way too quick. Ah. on a replayability on there because at the time you could only have one save file for any game uh, on the 360 unless it went as some sort of an external media base hmm so okay yeah so, yeah that's crackdown but, yeah exactly but uh, th- to go to the point with crackdown that I was trying to make first in the track there good selling game but I can't say one that 
general consumers, you know, outside of the real heavy Xbox audience, because that is truly an exclusive yeah. of an exclusive of an exclusive. That is something that was born on Xbox and it will never go and leave Xbox. It's a Microsoft Studios game. But I can't say that's necessarily as huge of an IP uh, as some of the other, or as the other two that we went and mentioned with Forza and Assassin's Creed. It's another double-A title. Same, I think. And maybe this one there's a little bit of argument with, but uh, Middle-Earth, Shadows of War. Um, Ooh, big yeah. game. I, I don't know. That one's kind of bridging the line. Like, it's almost a triple Sure, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, it's still it, a little niche, I think. I don't know. It's, I feel like a lot of, it, no. Mm, I have to say, it's one of those, like, AAA titles that everyone eventually, because, like, everyone, I feel like everyone bought Middle Earth, like, the first one. Um, just played it, because, like, it it looked cool. Because there was, there was a lot of controversy behind it, where it was like, oh, this is, you just ripped off the la- Assassin's Creed. But, Everyone knew about it then, and so everyone bought it, and so everyone played it. And I think of anyone who I've talked to who hasn't either played it or at least known about it. So yeah, I I, I don't know. That one's just kind of a weird one to me because I don't know if it falls. I don't know. Oh, it's a big game, but I don't know if it's got the same kind of notoriety as the other. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we're, we'll skip over that one. Let's let's um, put it this way: If Cole was here right now, he would be talking all kinds of things about Middle Earth. Right? Yes, yes, he would. Yes, he would. I'm very glad he's not here right now. Hi! <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Throwing some shade. Throwing some shade. Yeah, he'll never listen to it. Anyway, that's true, that's fucking, uh, so fucking true. Uh, um, so, and then there was two other games that they went and announced, uh, which was a so sequel. Ori. So, yes, uh, yes, Ori. Yes, that's as soon as I saw that, I was looking at this. I was watching the trailer. I was like, "This looks like Ori in the Blind Forest." It's yeah. probably Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, it's so touching. Oh, I'm getting some feels. Ori. Oh, yeah, it fucking was Ori. And, and then they pop up with the Ori, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, no, that was Ori." Knew it. Yeah, knew it. Happy about that. And then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there was uh, Bioware's new previously teased at uh, at the E3 press conference game Anthem. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I don't know about you, but am I the only one that feels like they're um, trying to make a Destiny clone? What was Anthem about again? Fuck, I don't, I don't remember. Something has ravaged the Earth. There's a wall that you need to defend. It's the only thing saving humanity on the other side. Oh, yeah! And you're in mech suits going and fighting. I didn't like those trailers. They, no, I, I didn't like those trailers because they're like some weird kind of pseudo... Are they in character or they're the character they're they are playing is I'm playing a video game kind of where they're like, oh, I'm just grinding. I was like, oh, you got some uh you got some uh uh you got a cannon. Oh yeah, I picked it up on the weekend while I was playing this this game. Uh, but it was weird because the character that you're currently are walked in and then have like a conversation with a NPC as if that's the character you're playing, but then they still use the same voice for the character that was playing the character and talking in the way 
that you would if you were just going through your grind grinding as that you would be doing if you're playing uh, um, Destiny. So it's so like, oh, there's some monsters. Flank it a little bit. Oh, loot crate. Loot crate. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. No, it's just a little bit of grinding. And then it was so very acting in the sense that the characters were uh, very empathetic about what they were doing. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just playing the game. Oh, I'm just doing some grinding. Oh, that's it. Just just chilling. Oh, yeah, killing some guys. Oh, yeah, applesauce. And it's just like, uh, it pulled. It really pulled me out of them. Like, yeah. I don't like it when they do that. They're trying to relate to video gamers playing video games in the way that it's just like, okay, now let's get these actors to pretend like they're playing this video game as if they were video gamers playing on a like a late Sunday night where they're just like, I got nothing better to do. I'm going to jump on this theater game and just do the monotonous grinding that happens with some video games. And it just kind of pulled me out of it because it was just like, they don't seem enthusiastic about it. Or they do, and it's a very forced, eh, kind of enthusiasm about, oh, yeah, I got a loot crate. Or it's a chest with treasure. Yay. It's like, uh... Yeah, that's my opinion. I, I, I gotta be honest. I kind of feel the same way. I am a big Bioware fan. I have, I have played every one of the games that they've released since, um, Kotor, and I don't know. Just part of it's because we haven't seen much of Anthem. I do want to make that point. I don't want to go and cast dispersions on something that hasn't come out yet, but after the disaster, and I'm going to call it for what it is, the disaster that was Mass Effect Andromeda. It was a disaster. I'm. It's not to say it's a bad game, but when you have this franchise, which is now being considered by people who don't even play video games as being on the same kind of influential level uh, for storytelling and writing as uh, as Star Wars and Star Trek, just in terms of the universe-building elements of it. And then you come out with a game like that, which would have passed just fine when the original Mass Effect came out, but we know you can do better now between the Mass Effect games and games like Dragon Quest Position. Uh... It's, it's hard to take this seriously when you say you have a game coming out next year, you know, spring next year, supposedly. Was and we have heard of that ad? It's here's the problem. So if you play the first mass effect, it's definitely, it, it hasn't aged. Well, I got to make that point, <laughs> but it was yeah. trying new ideas it was looking into exploration and they ended up cutting a lot out of it because they couldn't find a way to really make it work and to make it entertaining with this grand narrative that they had written the game was all about this great narrative and going and introducing you to this whole new galaxy with all these different species and the personalities that went along with them and defining character traits that you could you could go and relate not directly all of the different species that you went and met to different nationalities from Earth. If you want to just go and break it down to such a simple level on there, 
you could do that and it felt organic. You never questioned that all of these characters, despite having different personalities, could all be from the same planet. That These they represent the Mexicans, basically. Uh, exactly. Without going and being so direct, because I can't say any species would necessarily match up with um, any uh, any civilizations on Earth, necessarily. You could definitely go and see common traits about them that matched up. And that was great. And then you have Mass Effect Andromeda, and there's only two races in there that even felt like they were from the same universe as the previous games. Cause the Krogans and the uh, Solarians, there's a few of those characters in the game and both of them almost feel like the stereotypical characters that they treated those or that they treated those characters as uh inside of the game because there's a lot of prejudice in that between these different species and it's part of what makes things work and so compelling in this game that technically takes place after mass effect 3 but started with a 600 year cryosleep journey uh like five years before the first game even happened oh yeah everybody suddenly has no problem with each other as a species outside of the salarians and krogans who generally hate each other uh Everything else is just like, oh, everybody's playing along. Everybody's talking the same way. Everybody's good. And it's like, okay. So we've taken away any of the drama of the species, which made things interesting. And then we have another problem in that you only introduce two new species. And they're just shallow. Mm. Build on the world building side which is one of the greatest things about the original and the story itself. With the exception of all of the stuff you can do, because there's a lot of side quests and whatnot, which you expect with RPG. If you've ever played a bio billion side quests and they'll give you nothing for it, but you're going to enjoy going and doing it. But despite all of that, the main story honestly felt like it was a prologue for a bigger game. Like, there should have been more. And there wasn't. Uh, you're disappointed. And that's part of it. But it's not so much because I'm a fan of their games, because I also have criticized them for some of the junk that they've put up as well. It's just one of those things that's very interesting, because the one thing that defined your franchise is the very thing that you lost. It didn't feel like there was any passion put into it. And I'm going and looking at Anthem, and there's a problem when I'm looking at it, and all I'm thinking to myself, that looks like Destiny armor. That looks like a Destiny helmet. This looks like somebody went and took the fractured and <laughs> dumb as shit story that they tried to cram into the original Destiny release. Vanilla Destiny is not good, people. I'm sorry. I, I know there's a lot of fans of that game and who still play it to this day, but God... That game was nothing like what it was promised to go and be. The story doesn't make any sense, even with the expansions they put in. Like, they put a little bit of context together, but the story still doesn't make sense. Anthem looks like they went and took what a lot of people suspect the original story for uh, for Destiny was going to be and just hijacked it. I don't know how to feel about that. Oh. 
I like know. I know I'm microanalyzing everything here, but I Anthem, I feel I, like uh, clones of video games have always been a thing. Oh, they always have been. It's just really interesting to see this particular circumstance because normally clones of games come, from, you know, B and C list developers who are trying to go and work out a new idea and the only way they can get something to happen is if they go and make something that looks like a clone of another game uh, just to yeah. get studio backing on there. Because there have been a few games that have worked out that have been clones of another franchise that they tried something new with. And even though it clearly was a shameless clone of something else, it's like, whoa, this improved on the entire concept. I don't know, like uh, Saints Row was a big exactly. One. Yeah, no, they they took what I think GTA in a lot of respects used to be, because, like, GTA 3 is, like, one of the sandbox games ever made. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's a nope. story, but yeah, yeah. it's awesome. It, it, uh, Saints Row was definitely a GTA 3 clone, because I remember exactly. looking at the GTA... Uh, Saints Row 1, yeah. and I was like, like uh, that came at the same time GTA 3 came out. I remember looking at it, I'm like, this is exactly the same, almost just slightly shittier. Yeah, exactly. But, but then they fully embraced that sandbox nature of what they wanted to do. Yeah. And Saints Row from then on has become what a lot of people used to do in Grand Theft Auto. And Grand Theft Auto... Yeah, just all that fucking silly, silly shit. It <laughs> exactly. was just like, you're, you're a bad guy. You're, you're, you're no longer a gangster. You're now just a fucking comic book villain. And then you go crazy in like Saints Row 2. And then you go too crazy in Saints Row 3. And it just it escalates and you go, oh, okay. The second one is always the best one. That's the one where they take the first game and they polish it to make it a better game. And then the third game is always just too much of that polishing. And it's just like, okay, settle down. Settle yeah. down. So, uh, regardless, that's Microsoft. Yes. That was a Microsoft restaurant. Well, except for one other thing. What? <laughs> and this this one already is being met with a lot of skepticism. So, uh, like you mentioned before, they're making a big deal about how Microsoft has been pushing their multi-platform stuff, their family of consoles. Uh, They went and announced backwards compatibility with some 360 titles a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Now they announced compatibility with select original Xbox titles. Yes. There's only one problem with this, though. What? more than half of the companies that develop games for the original Xbox don't exist anymore. And it's still a company discretion whether or not they want to go and make it portable. Hmm. Hmm. So the same reason why not every game in your Xbox 360 library works on your Xbox One, you're going to have the same thing happening with the original Xbox stuff. Ah. Oh, well. Yep, exactly. It's like... Yeah, exactly. It's like, who really cares? Don't get me wrong. It's a great idea, but I think most serious uh, Xbox gamers, you know, the people that are true loyalists to the brand and would have those games, probably still have their original Xbox, or at least a 360 that can play them. Yeah. So it's like, eh. Bust those out. That's good. All right. So we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about those two conversations. Yeah. On to Bethesda. So, uh, Bethesda, I have now crowned as the uh, 
they're now like the young ones, so they haven't been doing this as long as they were. So Ubisoft used to be this kind of guy where they're like, oh, we're the whimsical young one that have fun during these press conferences, not like those boring old guys. But now Ubisoft is sort of like the just constant talking, and Bethesda is the one that goes, we're the young ones who are new to this, so we're going to have fun. You come to us when you want to have fun. So they, their press conference was only half an hour long, half as long as the other ones, and they treated it like you're going through an amusement park. And it was, yeah, they just popped out their games. They're like, these games are the ones we're working on, and that's it. And I feel like Bethesda is definitely doing that quite a bit, where they're like, they don't want to tease games. They want to say, okay, here are some games that are going to be out literally next week, or they're currently coming out this day. And they want to work on stuff, and then they don't want to show it until it's ready. In which case, they go, we're at E3. Here are some games that are really awesome, and they're coming out tomorrow. And that's it. And then they fucking drop the mic and walk away. Yeah, they're... I, I gotta be honest, I don't know why they do their own press conference at this point. Oh, uh, because they can. They've gotten I, big enough that they can. Because they have they some solid games now. Well, they, they, let's be honest here. They have two of the best-selling games of all time, largely because they keep re-releasing it over and over and over. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, is they have some really good-selling games that they are able to do that with. The yeah. only other people who can do that kind of shit is Nintendo. And yeah. they're fucking doing their own thing completely. So that's where this lies, is like, if you can just do your own thing, do it. Because yep. that means you've made it. Opposed to fucking Microsoft talking about their specs all the time. Yeah, my god, that. <laughs> Oh, that first half of that conference is bad. It's really, really bad. Yeah. Like so, there, there, there are some videos on YouTube that I saw where people were in the crowd. And from my understanding, they weren't supposed to be able to go and uh, record anything with their phones. But I guess there's just too many people to go and police everything. But yeah. I've seen several videos now of people going and taking out their phones and going and recording uh, elements of the stage that weren't available on any of the uh, uh, press streams. Yeah. And my favorite one are two angles from different parts of the room where every time he finishes going and talking about a spec on it, red lights go and turn on up top and there's some sort of lettering on there and supposedly they say applause. Huh. They were literally doing a... They were doing... Uh, they were doing a sitcom. Yeah. Recorded in front of a live studio ostrich. Those ostriches. Two big yes. eggs. Two big eggs. Exactly. So, yeah. I like Bethesda's because Bethesda, yeah. they literally announced, what, three, uh, maybe five games? To... Depending on how you're going. Yeah, no, that's the same. Yeah. So they got Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, which is, I don't know if that's a game or if that's DLC. They didn't clarify that really well, did they? Yeah, it might just be. I think it. I think it might be a game. I think I, it might be the way a, they were talking about it. It seemed like it was a whole new game, but I don't know if it's like a standalone title or if it's like. I think it's Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, where it's more just. I, you know, I think it's technically element. a uh, a spinoff game. Is yeah. like if you were referred to it that you do TV, is it that it is a 
standalone game, but it is a spin-off standalone game, opposed to being DLC. But it might still just be DLC. Who knows? Um, same thing with, like, uh, they had the sort of standalone VR. So this is, this is what I'm excited about. Yeah. I know this is, <laughs> if I actually, uh, is the VR. They, they were pumping some VR stuff, so they had the VFR. Still don't know what the F stands for. Yeah. Uh, of Doom. So that's their Doom game, but it's not a full Doom game. It's the what traditionally is every other VR game where they it only takes like half an hour to two hours to play. So it is like VR VR has this weird thing where you want a game that you want to spend lots of time in, but VR is such a hard thing to spend lots of time in that after every game I've played in VR has not been over three hours because after an hour, you just ha- you have to take a break. You can't you can't play you can't sit down and play a game for eight hours like you can everything else. You have to take a break after live because you're literally standing with this thing on your head that's a weight, uh, and so you get tired very quickly. So. Most games I played in VR are not more than three hours. They're very short games. Yeah. Um, so that's why the Doom VR, I feel like, is going to be a three-hour game. But then they fucking came out with Fallout VR, which is the entire game of Fallout in VR. The entire game of Fallout is already a fucking long game to play on a console. Now, to have that in VR, where you're standing with a thing on your head, with a weight on your head, playing that entire game, sounds so... It's a weird combination of... That sounds really, really awesome, but super, super impractical. Like, I want to buy it, I want to try it out, I want to play a good chunk of it, but I feel like I could never finish that game, because it would take twice to three times as long in VR than it would normally take in just playing it on a console. Now, can I just go and say something on there? Because I... Okay. I am... I am. <laughs> I do own a PlayStation VR. I want to make that point. And okay. that does not... I, yeah, so this, I have a Vive. So yeah, exactly. Yes, I'm better yes. than you, but that's nothing to be important about. Yes, yes. But here's the thing. Here's the and thing. To be fair, because... you can play Oculus of Ruins, and I can't. And I really yeah. want to play Oculus of Ruins. So. <laughs> yeah, fair. no, there's, there's, the VR thing is still, still, or it's still so experimental in gaming at this point. Yeah, that we're still trying things out. The thing that excited me about this, and the reason why I may actually end up going picking up a Vive at this point because of this game, is most of the games that have been developed, I feel like are intentionally limiting themselves because of everything you just described there. Yeah, and we haven't really had a VR game that comes out, especially not from a AAA developer, that they've tried going and making something that's as ambitious, as large scale, as or as something like this. Because I, I feel like it, it won't work because it's so such a jump from one to the other. You have to like ease yourself. In, like games, games took. 30 years before we get to these games that you can sit down and play fucking 30 hours of which just be okay with it. Yeah. It took a generation to be growing up with games to be able to sit down and play with it. VR is 
like what three years old not a generational where kids are grown up with vr already being a thing and being able to have a headset on and not get discomfort where we're fucking we're not we we didn't grow with that so we get discomfort you can't play for too long without all of a sudden getting a weight on your head and just feeling like shit afterwards so all of a sudden jumping into a game that takes 30 hours to play with a vr headset is just i don't know i don't know maybe maybe it's the push that all of a sudden it pushes people into it and then they it's the school hard knocks and all of a sudden you get these vr players that are just like i i spend most of my time in vr I, i deep dive all the time because I gotta play my Fallout, and I don't, I don't see that happening. But it, it, I, that's just it, though. It's about the experiment. Because my big problem so far is that, and though I have played some really phenomenal VR games uh, on the PSVR, all of them are, like you said, pretty darn short. Yeah, and but it's like, not because of a hardware limitation or anything like that. It's because you can tell all of them feel limited by the same aspects on there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like we're going and pushing the boundaries on there. One of the things that's nice, even with failed games, is that a good developer always seems to be trying to do something new. They're trying to go and refine something, or they're trying to come up with a whole new idea or mechanic. Uh, you know, because I've ranted about this, on how excited I was for Blizzard's Titan, which ultimately ended up never coming out. Mm. But that was such a great concept of video game, a hybrid shooter that you could go and play for the next 10 years with a constant stream of new content and story-based information. The idea by itself is all the wonder that you needed. And even though the game was too ambitious and everybody on the development team has said this and so many people left Blizzard because they were putting so much focus into this game, those ambitious ideas, though they ultimately never did come to pass in Titan, a lot of them now you're going and seeing coming out. Uh, and Overwatch came from a lot of the mechanics and game engineering that they went and started with there. They switched mm-hmm. it into more of a, you know, they... They were looking at it as a MOBA concept, though I still can't call Overwatch um, MOBA by design. But it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, well, it's, from what I heard about it, Overwatch, is that it was like them trying to decide a MOBA kind of game. They're they're the, them trying to decide a new game while they are currently playing. How they how they conversed about deciding how to play games is they played video games, and then they were like, "Let's just design a video game for us to play." while we think about video games that we want to make. And then they basically made Overwatch to play while they thought about playing, um, creating video games. And they're like, man, this is a good game. Let's just make this public. And then that was kind of where it came from that. I, kind of. I mean, there's definitely some truth to that. that. That was the Titan development hell led yeah. to them going and experimenting and trying new ideas. And that's ultimately where all of this came from. And that's part of it, but it, I, I've got a. I'm going to link to a documentary in the description, and it's only about a 15 minute one that talks about how Overwatch came into existence. And there, it's a fascinating thing. But to go back to the point, 
a good game came from even though they weren't able to go and reach everything they wanted to with their original game concept, something good came out of it. Because Overwatch truly is a completely different type of game than what else is out on the market. There's similarities. You can definitely see where its inspirations come from. But there were a lot of new ideas, especially when it came to characters and that kind of thing, where they're getting... It's the multidimensional aspects and the multimedia aspects of that game that are keeping the interest and making it continue to grow even a year later. You know, most of these, most online games have about a three to six month lifespan and then they have to release a new version. That's where your Call of Duties, that's where your Battlefield games all go and fall into the same rut. They have to release a new game every year. Something like Overwatch, which has had a stream of free content come out and very minor things is still continuing to grow and get more and more monthly users. They're trying new ideas. They're pushing the envelope. They're doing something different with it. Fallout VR, this is one thing that I do think probably... I know the game's going to come out. But I don't think that it's going to be the success that the original was. But I do believe that a lot of other developers are going to be watching and seeing what people are saying about this game and seeing how they feel about that kind of lengthy experience. And is there a way of taking what will be shortcomings there and making a perfect VR game? Because right I now, I just feel like we're not... We're, we have yet to go and get there. We, we haven't had a real experience that I think perfectly sums up what VR could be. Yet. I don't I don't think anyone really thinks that VR Fallout is going to be as big as the original Fallout yeah. 4. Well, I mean, it's not going to be a financial success the same way. The question is, will it be a game that people will want to play at the end? I think, it, I think they're going into it in a very niche way where they're like, uh, they're treating it as a niche VR game where they're developing Fallout 4 VR because they can. They're not expecting too much from it. Uh, I think they might have an idea of what VR numbers are going to be. So um, that that depends is like, are their numbers going to be matching what actual are the numbers? So in which case, I don't think anyone really knows. Like we don't, we, we don't know what those are. The only people that are going to know what the VR numbers are, are going to be the people that are in steam who have, access to that or in valve who have access to steam and have access to the vr what's currently playing so it's it's so so only those people are the ones that are going to have those numbers so it's going to be up to bethesda to basically make this game and put it out there and i i think the fact that they already have the game made that they just sort of have to tweak a whole lot of stuff two years worth two two and a half years worth of tweaking before the game is properly implemented for vr because like they have all the models and everything they just have to make it so that the character model itself processes through a headset properly and so they don't have to really build an environment they just have to build a player character that interacts with the environment properly 
Yeah, which, no, they, they, it's just changing the tracking system, basically. Yeah, so that's still that's still like two and a half years worth of work, but it, it's a lot of work, but it's a great experiment. Yeah, and, I and hope, then I hope it gives some good information. I don't, I don't feel like they're they're expecting this to be like a big seller. Like I, oh, I sure they don't. Yeah, they're expecting this to be a very niche thing, so they're doing it, and they're going to see what they get from it. But they have their other games that they're definitely expecting to be bigger sellers because they have the uh, Wolfenstein 2, which I feel like they're definitely expecting to sell quite a bit of money off of that one, where it's just it's a video game. People like Wolfenstein. It's a fun, uh, crazy first-person shooter, uh, whimsically first-person shooter, where it's just like, yeah, it's first-person shooter, but it's crazy weapons that make things explode in such crazy ways, with, and you're just killing Nazis all the time. So it's hard not to sell that game. It, it, it's got the, you're killing Nazis, you're using crazy weapons during it. That's about it. Like, that, that's a game that sells. So, and it's got two other games already, Wolfenstein 2009 and Wolfenstein in order to predecess it. So it's definitely already become a franchise. Well, it's, well it was a franchise a long time before that. Franchise for a long time. It got rebooted yeah. as a franchise, but now it is the rebooted franchise is already, this is yeah. its third game in its rebooted sense. Yeah, so yeah, no, it's it's a proper it's a proper yeah. seventh generation reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so which is awesome. I'm I'm very happy about Wolfenstein too. That was my favorite thing coming out of. To be honest, it's technically the third game. So yeah, I don't know why they call it Wolfenstein too. Yeah, technically the third game after the reboot because they fucking have Wolfenstein Return to Wolfenstein Castle, Wolfenstein 3D, uh, Wolfenstein. And two other Wolfenstein games. Yeah. No, it's it's been around for a long time. So, yeah. Like them, uh, I guess... Uh, what else? Skyrim? Yep. Skyrim coming to uh, the Switch and shit. They're, they're really pumping out Skyrim, too. So, yeah. I feel like, yeah, they're this, they know what they're doing. They know yeah. their games are going to sell. So, they just show up and go, here's some games. You're going to buy them. Let's have fun. And it's just like, yeah, 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 we'll have fun and we'll buy your games. And they're going to take forever to play because they play, make games that last forever. Skyrim's still going hard. It's already howled of game. And then they got that's jumped console generations and graphic systems. Yeah, it's, it's jumped three consoles now. Depending on how you look at it. Wasn't it on 360? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. it went to this console. And yeah, now I'm... it's already gone on. It's going on to Switch. Like fucking. Oh, okay. I see, I see what you mean on that. Okay. Yeah. Now, Switch but, is already but... like the next console because Wii U was the equivalent to whatever. Yeah. That, that, was, that was their seventh generation. Yeah. And. Let's, yeah. No, it, it is currently them talking about it going to another console. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I'll agree with that because it definitely is a whole different type. The first time it's ever gone portable. Yeah, no, it's so this game that came out during 360 era is still getting new releases on another console. This year or next year? This year. This year. So yeah, it's still getting re-released this year, and people are going to buy it. 
Yep, now with a whole bunch of new Legend of Zelda content. Yeah, with a bunch of Zelda content. So, and you can dress up as Link. So, no, that game, that's, that game is still making bank. Al, did he, did he even bring up the whole fact that they talked about their, uh, um, uh, their mods and then their, their curator kind of thing, their marketplace? Yeah, I, it's them. It's still them saying like, okay, now they figured out we have Bethesda creators and Bethesda, or, and then Bethesda uh, certified users who are creating content that you can buy for shit. So okay. they're still pushing mods and DLC stuff so that it extends your game way longer than what it normally would. So they still that's that's why they still have Skyrim that is still getting played, even though it's been out for ten years. I don't know. Fuck how long has that game been out? When is it's, Skyrim? It's come not out? been it's not been ten years, but I mean When did Skyrim come out? I don't even remember I remember they're not you 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 look up Skyrim, I'm gonna go and roll into the Oh, it's two thousand eleven. Fucking only fucking seven years. That's what six I was years. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's just like that's that's still this decade. Yeah, no, early fine. this decade, but yeah. So fucking Ubisoft. Ubisoft. All about them Nintendo just seeping into everything. Yeah, it's just it's a new renaissance, man. It's a new renaissance. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but yeah, so, yeah. Mar- Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah. Which, Looks absolutely insane, and might actually have me play another Rabbit game since the first Rayman Raven Rabbits. See, that's the fucking thing. Is like it's Rayman. You talking about Rayman being dead? I'm like, nah, fucking rabbits are still going hard. The, the rabbits are around, but yeah, they mixed the. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still Rayman. It's just the offshoot of them going into another offshoot of fucking Mario. So yeah. it's spinoff on spinoff. So yeah, yeah. which is just insane. But I will admit, I actually do kind of want to play because it just, it looks like... One thing I will give Ubisoft credit for is that they will go and throw just random bullshit at the wall and just see if it even works. Like, they'll throw the bullshit at the wall and then they will turn it into a game. And most of the time it's a stinker, but sometimes they come up with something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this looks like another one of those games. I'm probably going to play this one. Yeah, I remember... Yeah, seeing this one, and then Nintendo was all like, yeah, rabbits and Mario. I'm like, okay, that's a game yep. now. Yep, yep, um, yep. So I guess a lot of Ubisoft some stuff I saw in also the other company, because the same thing with Assassin's Creed Origins, which, yeah, it's another Assassin's Creed that I probably want to play because it looks pretty fucking cool, uh, which is the in Egyptian time. Uh did we already talk about this enough? Assassin's Creed Origins? I, I, we, we don't need to talk about this anymore. It looks cool. I might play it. I'm kind of glad they're rebooting. Oh, I'll play it. So, I'll play it. They're not rebooting. No, no, they're calling this a reboot. I don't know. What? They, they, are, they are restarting this franchise. I don't think... I don't, I don't think... They, they uh, did it to death, and they recognize it, but they don't want... Because, like, they can just call it Assassin's Creed Origins and not technically be a reboot. It's just the origin story of Assassins. Like, yeah. that's what I get from it. I don't, I yeah, don't hear no, anything they, about a reboot. 
Yeah, no, that's that's what I was going and reading from an interview. Because that would mean all the other ones would not be canon. Not in this universe, anyway. They're canon in the first universe, but not in this one. Oh, that'd be a horrible mistake. That'd be a horrible mistake. Ubisoft. Oh, God. Damn Quebecans. No. <laughs> God damn it, Quebec. Why? So, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I can't I can't I can't acknowledge that to be truth. That would be a horrible mistake. Um I have to say uh after that is they have the crew too, which I talked about where a crew playing the crew, it drives the game is exactly like driving in watchdogs, which the driving is really kind of shit in. Uh so I played that game for a little bit and I was like, no, this doesn't feel like a racing driving game. Because the driving's not very good. But then, then that also relates to Skull and Bones, where they also have the pirate game part in the ship battles in Assassin's Creed, where they also took the... So, we Watchdogs... We recycle assets. <laughs> yeah, fucking Watchdogs, they took the, the driving aspect of it, made it to own game. Assassin's Creed, they took the ship part of it, sailing ship and made that its own game which is skull and bones so they have the whole assassin's creed ship fighting part of that and then made it its own game which is skull and bones so you can if you if you that was your favorite part of uh black flag well guess what you can now just go buy a game which is nothing but that literally it is just sailing around with sea shanties sea shanties there are shanties they made sure you knew that there were shanties in that game because they sang them while you were fighting shooting cannons at opposing pirates yes and of course South Park the fractured butthole which why has that game not come out yet? I don't understand this. Oh, I play it. I don't know. I, I, it'll come out, and I'll go, oh, that game's out. And then I'll buy it, and I'll play it. Yeah, like, I want to play this. Why is it not out? Like, this this is not that hard of a game to develop. What? It wasn't a long game to play, like, the first one, the uh, Stick of Truth. I, yeah. I didn't find it long to play, so... Yeah, I don't know. It'll come out. You'll play it, uh, and then you'll digest it very quickly. And then you'll talk about it going, yeah, that felt like a South Park episode. And it felt as if it only took 30 minutes to play as well. Because, it, yeah, you know, I can digest that game very quickly. But you no, know, it's, it's a fun game. It, sound, it feels like a South Park episode. So I know it's going to be a good game. I know when it comes out, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. And that's about it. There is literally nothing else to say about that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just Dance. They always it's another Just this. Dance. Yeah, another Just Dance. Yeah. Uh, another Steep. Apparently Steep was really good. Yep, yep. I, although, I gotta be honest here, when I saw them announcing the Road to the Olympics DLC, I had to ask one really serious question. How did I miss the release of that game? Did- <laughs> Steep? Really? I got, I am not even joking here. I remember them announcing it last year at E3 and was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then I honestly do not remember it ever coming out. 
Oh man, I remember just seeing her. I remember that being big around Christmas. I remember it being around Christmas time, and people were like, "Oh, Steep's out. Go buy it for your kid." I was like, "Uh, okay." So I saw Steep quite a bit around Christmas time, being advertised, and that's about it. So I don't know. Came out in holidays. I assume it came out of holidays. I hope it came out of holidays, or else they're poorly timing it or something and it came no, out No, but I mean, seriously, our, you're realizing the same thing. I don't know what it actually released. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Is I remember it being Christmas time. I remember it being out. And that was about it. Yeah. Like, that's all you really need. When you, when you release things in holidays, you got a big window. It can be any time in there. As long as the parent is able to buy it, wrap it, and it is there for Christmas time. And then you're good. As long as it is on the shelf before December 25th, then you know it's going to really get sold. After that, then you're like, uh, I'm not really buying stuff anymore. So, yeah. It, 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 Christmas, Christmas time gets hazy. It's very hazy. Far Cry 5? Another uh, one? That's another Far Cry. <laughs> Far Cry. Shit, they, are, they already have five. They have been yeah. pumping those out very quickly. They've had more than five, though. Yeah. Because they had their Origins title, Primal. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they also had uh, Blood Dragon. Yes, yes, that too. Which is like a one of those ones we talked about where it's a... DLC standalone, whereas like yeah, it's a standalone it, game, but it's not really one of the really full titles either. It, it it just feels like a DLC pack that was too long for them to go and really release as a DLC, so they released yeah. it as a standalone title, kind of like Halo Three ODST, or you know what became known as just Halo ODST. Our Guitar Hero Rock of the Eighties. Ah uh, yes, which was literally just Guitar Hero Three reskinned with all eighties songs. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Um, Beyond Good and Evil Two. Oh my God! Just mm, mm, my my favorite. Okay, talking about multi-platform games. Most of the time, it's the exact same game on every damn console, and there is no variation. There's no difference. Or sometimes the company will pay for a little bit of exclusive content that doesn't really matter in the long run. Then there's Beyond Good and Evil. The original game that came out in 2003, it was a uh, PlayStation 2 era game. It was available on the GameCube, it was available on the Xbox, and it was available on the PlayStation 2. All of them were great. All of them played absolutely fantastic. But the Xbox version of that game was awesome because it actually went and produced in 480p native on that one because of the extra processing power that thing had. Ubisoft actually put effort into making that thing look freaking gorgeous on my old CRT monitor. It was fucking awesome. And it still looked good on my upgrade to my first 720p HDTV uh, back in 2006. Like, oh my God, I played that game over and over again so much. It was the perfect combination of what would eventually go and become Assassin's Creed and Pokemon Snap and Tomb Raider, and any platform you can mention. 
It should have been a disaster. It was one of the greatest games ever made. I, I own four different versions of that game at this point because they keep going and making remastered versions, an HD version, and a director's cut HD version. And oh my God, I love that game so much. And we saw the teaser for Beyond Good and Evil 2 like six or seven years ago. And then we saw nothing. They just kept saying that it wasn't canceled. It wasn't canceled. It wasn't canceled. And now suddenly we see this, this beautiful teaser that just looks amazing and it's a prequel with new characters and it feels like beyond good and evil and it's just starting development so i don't think it's ever actually out. Ah. like the second that i saw that i had the biggest fucking nerdgasm of my life oh my god they're bringing it back and they're doing something new with it this, this is it. This is practically a new IP. This is just C. And then I watched an interview with the head of creative or creative designs for Ubisoft, and they said the game's still probably three or four years from release. <laughs> I started development, and my heart sank because Ubisoft is the kind of company that just cancels something in the middle of the night. They're second only to Blizzard in that respect. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like they're still going it, to... It's I, got too much influence that it's just going to kind of... I, I, I really... I hope this one does. It, looking at it, it was everything... Or looking at that teaser, it had everything that I loved about the first one. And I'm just talking about the nuanced things. Like, either the guys who made that teaser just masters of manipulation and did great focus te- or focus group testing and actually listened to people for a change, which is rare in actual focus tests, or whoever put that together understood what that original game was to so many people. They may have, because, like, remember they had the two people on the screen and then they got real emotional about it. And Oh, my God, just... That game has had such a massive influence. And it's weird because I won't say that Ubisoft has disowned it because they keep re-releasing it over and over again. But they never want to talk about it. Like, they keep talking about their other AAA titles, and they're not talking about the one that, quite honestly, got them to be a AAA developer. When that game came out, Ubisoft was still pretty small time. They had the Tom Clancy games, and that was it. And then there's this game, this new thing. And it's absolutely perfect. And then people were like, wow, I want to see more from these guys. I want to see them do more new IPs. So to see that and the way that they went about it, it's just, it was a really emotional moment for me. I just hope to God that Ubisoft doesn't do what they do and fuck it up for me. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm a little teary-eyed right now. It's just like, I don't want to think about this game. You feel emotional. You feel emotional. I'm, I'm already so into this game that I'm like crying thinking about even the potential for them to go and cancel it. It's horrible. Well, then, shall we uh, continue on into the... Uh, yes, yes, we should. Yes, we should. We, got, we still got two more. <laughs> We're taking a long time to do this. Well, the, here's, here's the good news. Is that the next one? We didn't get to breathe during the conference. To breathe while we go and do this. 
Really? So we have to keep up the flow, man. We got to keep up the flow of the they, 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 Sony was definitely what they do. They did the thing where they go, okay, we're going to make this a show. So they started off like they did last year with a whole fucking music. And they went right into it with their, uh, into it with their, uh, uh, Uncharted. Uh, boom, Uncharted DLC or standalone game. But there's two characters that were all both side characters in the other one, and they're in there. And then they did that. And then they went right into some uh, Days Gone where they had zombies and they fucking brought down actual zombies, people hanging from ropes, and then started sh- shaking about. And it's fucking just theatrical. And then they also had their DLC. Uh, DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn, where then they had fucking snow come down because it's all about the north and being near the mountain. Uh, what that was the DLC called again? Um, it is Beyond. Uh, fuck, what is it called? What is the DLC called again? Uh, this is Mount Mount Snow Mountain or something. Yeah, it's it's. <sighs> I can't. North, north, north. It's, it's, it's like, snow. It's like fucking the, it's snow. Like north. Fro- it's like beyond the frozen land or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I. Yeah. I really don't care what the name of it is. I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. I want more of that world. So I was really excited to see that this is a legitimate story expansion, and that they're promising multiple hours of content, and that's not just going to be some shallow, you know, two hours and you're done deal. Yeah, because that yeah. happens a lot. So yeah, that was the they. They started off strong. Do you know? Do you know? What I noticed mm-hmm. is they had this thing where they, I guess they didn't announce them during their press conferences. They announced them during like their live events. But there's a couple games like Knack Two and like Call of Cthulhu, which were weren't in the press conference. But then they announced them like sort of later, and then like went into depth them during like their live, and they put trailers up and stuff. So. I never even like I saw a call of Cthulhu later where it was like it just popped up and it was like, oh, trailer from PlayStation. Oh, Cthulhu. Oh, that sounds really, really interesting because I enjoy my HP Lovecraft. I've I've read many of his shorts uh short stories, so this should intrigue me. Yeah. Yeah, just Sony, I, I'm going to call this now, um, though I don't think it was quite as good as what they did last year. I still have to stand by. I think they won E3 just based on the fact that they only had real people come out three times. Yeah, no. They fuck just it, it, gave us was, games and games was, that I actually want to play. And the ones that we hadn't really had a chance to go and see that much of or maybe the ones that fell a little bit more flat at the previous e3 they gave me more that makes me interested in it. like days gone yeah. i saw that last year wasn't yeah. that into it felt like a tech demo last year where they're just showing yes. the number of individually animated it, it felt like a clone it felt like a clone more than anything like a right. zombie clone game exactly this one didn't feel that way or this time around it didn't feel that way we got to to the way the game is set up we got to get um of an idea of how the story system works in this big open world game there's a lot about that one that really spoke to me in this year's uh uh gameplay trailer that was awesome to watch that Mm -hmm. just 
that worked for me so well. I don't. I, I I still watched that trailer and I still felt like it was. It still felt like a game trailer because, like, yeah. I watched it. and I was like, oh, all the zombies react in the same exact way, and that is like a loud noise happens, and then all the zombies do the same animation where they jump up and go, huh, huh, and then it's all in unison. I'm like, oh, that still makes it feel like a very game. And I'll I'll definitely agree with that side of things. It was nice for how you can use the zombies other ways than just, you know, running away from them. Because I thought that this was basically just going to be you versus the horde based on last year's, you know, conference where you're basically just running away from these thousands of zombies oh, yeah. coming after you. This time around, we got to see how the zombies can also be your best offensive weapon as well. Yeah. It was still very horde-implemented, where it's like, it's yeah. still you and this horde. But then you can, like, oh, well, you make an explosion happen and then you attract them to these other people opposed to you. So yeah. I feel like it's a double-edged sword that is the horde, that you can use the horde to attack your people, but then you can also get really, really fucked by the horde. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that, that's just it. It's, it's one of those games where the technical element of it, you know, going back to experimentation, this one's got my interest just based on the technicals alone. Because um, I don't think it's going to have a great, you know, real heavy-handed story like, say, The Last of Us, which I know didn't mm. technically have zombies, but... No, that that's one... fucking something that wasn't here. They didn't have a Last of Us trailer or anything. That's the one thing I would criticize a little bit, but it was something they told us already because we knew that Death Stranding and we knew that, uh, yeah, yeah, we knew that Death Stranding wasn't going to be there and we knew that uh, The Last of Us 2 wasn't going to be there. And The Last of Us 2, we saw the trailer over at uh, PSX. I I get the feeling that game is so early in development right now that there just isn't a sense in going and hyping it up anymore when it still is probably multiple years out before it gets released. So I, I think in some respects they were smart about that because they were focusing very much on release dates. I noticed like every game trailer on there, it said coming holiday 2017 coming spring 2018 coming 18 coming or uh, coming this fall coming with a re- her with a set release date. They were really happy on the idea of going and letting people know exactly when they were going to be able to go and play their games this time around. They were all of it. They were taking notes, I think, from Nintendo in a lot of respects. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nintendo's yeah. The last couple of years, they haven't been focusing on what games are you going to be able to play several years from now and giving you this really high fluting trailer. And then you have to just sit on that for three years and the hype dies down and other games go and take over Nintendo in the last couple of years, even though the Wii U was definitely a failure, whether it's 3ds titles or what they're doing now with the switch, they're focusing on what are you going to be able to play soon? That's what that was you- the whole thing of uh, Nintendo's uh, press conference this year was like, they, they stated that these are all games that you're going to be able to play within a year. Yeah. Like, it was all games coming out this year or games coming out spring of next year. Yeah. And they're like, these are games coming out for soon. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, that, that's definitely Nintendo's thing is like, yeah, these are games that are coming out now or if not now, very, very soon. 
uh, within a year. So I guess that's the same thing with uh, Sony is that they're like, yeah, these are games that are coming out now. Um, like, because uh, what they had, uh, uh, we talked about Gran Turismo. I guess mm-hmm. that's their Sony yeah. version. God of War is a big one. Yep, yeah, and that one God they said War. coming or coming uh, early 2018. Um, Detroit's the other big one that's from them. Yeah, that and that one really surprised them. me there because I really didn't like that uh, trailer they showed us last year because it just looked like we were doing a Groundhog Day scenario over and over. See, that's the thing. Is like I watched uh, Detroit like this one, and I was like, man, this is way different than the trailer they had last time. And then they popped right back into it, and they were like, "Or oh, you could do this option, or you could do this option." I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no, it's it's the yeah. exact same trailer as it was last year, where it's just like sort it's of branching." Because the difference is, because that's that's the way that all of those developers came. Yeah, you know, that's the way that uh, Beyond Two Souls was. It's the way the Heavy Rain was. This one, though, they showed us so much of what we can expect in the story. It's like, okay, this is more than just a shallow concept. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's still going to be the same as every other game. Has had oh, it's, it's going to play exactly the same way. It's going to. We know you that. Have, you have the three options. Know. You get good, you got bad, you got neutral. Yeah. And there's gonna, you're going to contis- consistently hit these walls. You have the three paths to go. You just choose. It's, it's, not, no, it's nothing new. It's something that's always been in games. Um, uh, when like fucking Shadow the Hedgehog had that game on PS2, that was all about the uh, going your good path, your neutral path, your bad path. Or Infamous was all about that too. Uh, so Detroit Become Human is gonna probably also be exactly the same. Where you? Oh, I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm just hoping because Beyond Two Souls is one of my favorite bad games. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I got to say that, like, it is a horribly flawed game. Control system doesn't make any difference. Heck, half of your choices don't make a difference. But the one thing it had was character, personality, and a decent story that got put together. Mm. Just the same way that Heavy Rain, which I will recognize as being a better game just in terms of the technical aspects than Beyond Two Souls, that one also had a great story. They weren't quite as good on the characters. That's one place that I will go and say they definitely improved upon going over to Beyond Two Souls. One here, are they going to get the story right? Are they going to get characters right? The gameplay is always going to be, well, limited because it's not about action. It's not about having direct control. It's all about decisions. Will this one have really very decisions that are going to have different impacts on the game? It looks like this one might. And I'm okay with that. Hmm. Yeah, it's like playing a Telltale game series. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's the same kind of concept on there. Just been doing it for a long time. They've shown that they're capable of taking more than just an existing and make something out of it. I don't know. I did this one. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to go out and get it day one. I did that with Beyond Two Souls. And I don't feel like it was worth 60 bucks. As a $20 title that I can pick up over at GameStop right now, hell yeah. It's still in my collection for that reason. It is a beautiful yeah. disaster. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I, I understand that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, it's come a long way from being the, what, the PS3 tech? Yeah, tech demo. <laughs> yeah. Like, and when it came out with that, people were like, oh, is that going to be a game? And they're like, no, no, no. This is just, this is just a uh, 3D rendering so they could show you what the PS3 can do. And yep. they're like, oh, okay. And yeah, then just like that game. Final Fantasy VII tech demo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, fucking speaking of Final Fantasy, uh, how about that fucking fishing fantasy, as I like to call it? I just... Final Fantasy fifteen is one of those weird that I almost feel like can do no wrong. Because I think that they know exactly what they're doing, and they pretty much tell you it in the most overt way possible. Yeah. Try something and see if we can make it work. They did the Bachelor same thing. party goes awry. That's just it. I mean, the, the actual game itself is really good. It's a hit. PSVR free, uh, uh, free DLC that they went and did where you can go and do the boss battles in first person. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. It's yeah. fun. It's shallow. It knows exactly what it's doing. They just made a mini game. The PlayStation VR. Yeah. And you know what? That's exactly what I saw there. They told us exactly what it was right for the start. The only thing they didn't tell us is how much it's going to cost me to download it. Uh, if it's free, that's awesome. If it's five bucks, I'll probably still do it. If it's twenty bucks, fuck you, Square Enix. <laughs> no, Just, it's it's uh, it's definitely like it feels. I I feel like this must be DLC. Uh, they didn't say it, 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 it's, it is DLC. They they they've yeah. said that yeah because okay. they're still doing DLC with story elements for fifteen. Its story is still being developed. Huh. Huh. Yeah, no, that's a that's a game that's still not over. <laughs> but wow. yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. So fishing. Let's, I, I let's, let's fishing. keep going. Yeah, exactly. Let's uh, keep going. Shit, what else did they do? They announced they announced a lot of games. Yeah, let's uh, see here. Up uh, Skyrim VR. Uh got to go and see some more story related stuff for God of War, not a full played demo this time around. It was just a no. series of clips, but right. one that no, got me even more excited for it. It's fine. No, it's like, yeah, no, I, I like the story of it. Yeah, that, that's just it. Like, last year, we got to go and see them playing and got just a little teaser for what the story is. This time around, we got to see what the story is. Yeah. Just, oh, that Midgar serpent at the end. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, I need... The world serpent. I... And then, I don't know, it was the whole point of, like, him, like, uh, not understanding what the serpent's saying, and the son's like, oh, he wants to help us. And I was like, man, in any other God of War game, you would have been fucking cutting that thing in half right now. Exactly. And, and it's like, that that one moment was so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, no, Kratos would have fucking just started cutting him up. And then yeah. the son's like, he wants to help us. I'm like, what? Oh, shit. Yeah. You threw your axe, he spits it up at you, and you're like, oh, this is the part where you fucking have to cut his his throat, and then you have to do a whole bunch of quick time events to slowly cut the body up, because he's such a big fucker. And it was like, no, he wants to help us. And it was like, oh, okay, I guess it's like a redeeming story of Kratos than more than anything. 
which yeah. I like, yeah, I guess that that must be what it is because it's all about the mother and him having a son and then going through Norse gods. He's probably going to kill some Norse gods, like that always happens, but yeah, but just oh, that 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 game because I'm not a God of War fan, this is a weird oh, thing for me. Oh, I am. Oh, god, I, I am. I, I played the first one and I got through it and I was like, okay, this was fun, but I don't know. It's just, there wasn't enough content in there. It's like you had three big boss fights and that was really it. I played all of them. Yeah. Number two, improved on the pl- or improved on the process, but I can't say I've ever felt the need to play it again. Really liked number three, but once you're done with it, I just, I couldn't bring myself back to it. You never played any of the PSP versions? Uh, I played, uh, what was it, Chains of Olympus? There's Chains of Olympus and, fuck, what was the other one called? They are both, like, prequels. Yeah, wasn't it, like, Knight of Sparta or something like that? Uh, no, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, okay. I think it was maybe just straight Spartan. Yeah, it, 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 something like that, I don't know. Oh, I, I played Chains of Olympus, and that was, yeah, okay. I mean, action games and the PSP, I mean, there there was a lot of ideas there, but just, uh, it was a little limited hardware-wise. I, 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 Ghost did of a good Sparta. Job. Ghost, Ghost of Sparta. That's Sparta. Yeah, knew there was Sparta in there somewhere. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah it's like I, Ascension. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the thing, too, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that's like I played all of it. Yeah, exactly. It's just... It's not a bad franchise or anything like that. It's just one that never really grabbed me. God of War 4 has me by the balls. I just... It's just God of War. Yeah, that's just... I, I, I need this. I need this God of War. I need God of War. Just give it to me now, man. Just give it to me now. So, yeah. No, it, it'll come. That's that's one of their sellers. Um, fucking what else do they have? They had... Um, the Shadow of Colossus. Oh, oh yes, Shadow of Colossus. Oh yes, it looked pretty. It looked fucking pretty. A, a, a full, a full remake yeah. of the original. No, that'll sell because that yeah. that's oh, that God. nostalgia. Yeah, no that that one sold well. The HD remake sold well, but they didn't do anything to it on it because as good as it was in the PS2 generation, it's definitely fallen behind. So they're doing updated mechanics on there, which is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the company because it's not Team Ico uh, that's doing it. It's the guys who went and made the HD or who did the HD uh, upscale on it. Oh, remaster. That's the word. It's them that's doing it this time around. And they said they're going to give us the quote unquote director's cut treatment. Because they cut a lot of content out of it because of disc limitations with the PS2 version. Yeah, but they don't. That's not an issue anymore. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, oh, are we going to get a 17th Colossus? Huh. Huh. Like, this this is exciting. There's a lot of potential here. I'll be playing it regardless. If it's just a remake and there isn't any of that director's cut content, I don't care. I'll be playing it. Because, you know what? I love that game. Still yeah. played. Yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely going to be nostalgia that people are going to play that for. Oh, most definitely. I mean, that's... Oh, that's just great. That is just great. That was a true gem of the PlayStation 2 era. Yeah. Like, I remember getting that Christmas day and 
being so interested in playing it that I hooked up the uh, PlayStation 2 and played it in the living room. And by the time the dinner was ready, my father, my brother, and I were all going and cheering as I took down the third Colossus. Ah, shit. It was, a, it was a family thing right there. That was like a multiplayer experience. That was freaking awesome. I can look at you. Yeah. Like that, uh, that's the only Christmas experience I can go and say that the whole family got in. And you never had a good one since. I, it's hard to match up to that, man. It's hard to match up to that. Uh, um, that's can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, can uh, we talk about the one cringeworthy uh, video we saw? The cringeworthy? What, what do you mean? Uh, okay, okay. So, I. <laughs> Is it Marvel vs. Capcom? Yes. Oh, my yes. shit. Okay, go, go hard. Like, like, okay, so they showed off a story trailer for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Which is, yeah, <laughs> it's really cool getting to see Marvel characters and these Capcom characters, and this whole mixing of worlds thing. But I don't know if they made up this trailer from in-game content or if they made a cut version of it and went and did something special just for this presentation. Because the narrative did seem to flow a little bit almost too well for something that's in the game, but who knows. I, I really feel like it. It felt like it. That was all cutscene. I, I I hope it isn't because my god, the dialogue was so cringy. No, it's that that exactly that exact reason is why it's probably all cutscene because I'm, that's uh, some primo cutscene cringy dialogue you get in that kind of video game. Yeah, just oh my god, like I'll probably still play it. But oh my god, that was... If there was one low point in that conference, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I can't say anything else, because I mean, Skyrim VR, it was only a second, but it's like, okay, they're doing that too. Okay, okay, we're good, we're good. Monster Hunter World, all right, I'm excited. Monster Hunter coming back to the right moss new playstation vr ip don't spend a lot of time with it but you got me interested i'm curious to see where this goes here spider-man let's talk about spider-man oh shit fuck that was really cool that was like uh that was throwback to uh what was it spider-man what was the spider-man game where you actually were able to like use your web to uh go across skyscrapers Hmm. like web sling that was Spider-Man the movie 2. The movie 2? Yes, it was sure? a t- Yes, it was a tie-in with the movie and it gave you complete access to the entire overworld right from the start. Was that Are you sure was that the Are you sure? Wasn't that like Adventures 3 or something? Cuz I feel like it was one where you like fought Venom and such and it had nothing to do with the movies. Let me. I gotta look it up. I'll look up Spider-Man video games because you could go and do that in some of the other ones, but it wasn't an open world that you could go and mess around with. Um, I I don't remember the one. The one I'm thinking may not have been like open open world. It was like yeah, because a lot of them were big maps, but they were still linear paths that you were traveling along. I think it was Spider-Man thing is the one. I'm... Yeah, it was uh. uh 
same time as the film. Spider-Man 3 was uh, released the same time as the film. The game is on all formats, PlayStation 3. Gollum Persona, the black suit was handled differently by the different... Uh, Man, maybe it was Spider-Man 3. Shit. You mean Spider-Man 2? <laughs> uh, there is no Spider-Man 2. Oh, wait, here we go. Spider-Man film, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3 games. Huh? 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 Yeah, like, Spider-Man 2 is still held as one of the only good film-to-video game adaptations. Shit, maybe that was it. Goddamn, yeah. I don't even know. It was fucking awesome. That's all that was. Like, anybody within the sound of my voice, if you own a don't own a copy of Spider-Man 2, the video game, go online and get it. It's, it's, I, I'm seeing several of them here for like $5 on eBay with free shipping. It is totally fucking worth it. Man, maybe that was it. Because like, I just see Spider-Man films, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3 are just a chunk. And then there was Spider-Man 3. And yeah, shit, I don't know. Yeah, because Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 almost had nothing to do with the movie. Like, Doc Ock's in there, but that game was so much bigger than the film that it was based on. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. That, that's a game that had no right being as good as it was. <laughs> it had no right to be that good. Huh. And it set a standard that no video game tie-in game has been able to match up to. That's the reason why they don't hardly make them anymore. No, no, but I don't know. This the new Spider-Man movie or video game looks really, really fun. It looks I, like a Spider-Man video game that you would get nowadays with the same kind of quality you expect from a Spider-Man video game, where they have slinging around and like cool moves that you kind of get from the old Spider-Man games and the new Batman games, basically. Yeah, where it's it, like the whole. You're it a was, superhero, and yeah, you want to do cool great, things. Mm, it, it was this great combination of, like, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, because there was some great stealth aspects in smaller, more limited areas in the map. Yep. Yep. With slinging and hanging. and Exactly. He, and it had the great cinematic quality of, like, an Uncharted game with the insanity in the action from that you could only get from Insomniac and games like uh, uh, Sunset Overdrive. Uh, like you could definitely see the influence of that game in this one. It's also the reason I suspect that's why Insomniac went and signed that deal to do to develop it exclusively for Sony. Yeah. Oh, they Microsoft didn't treat. No. Yeah. Well, no, but Microsoft didn't treat them well at all when it came to Sunset Overdrive. It's like. Uh. Here, we'll go and pay you guys a ton of money to go and take this new IP you're making and make sure it's only on the Xbox One. I don't know. Insomnia and, has always been very Sony-oriented. Well, they, and... They've always been very Sony-oriented. And then they're developing this multi-platform game, and Microsoft goes and buys the exclusivity rights, plasters wow. their name all over it, they own the IP, and then they don't promote the game. They don't promote the DLC. They pretty much have disowned the uh, developer as a whole. I'll be really surprised if Insomniac ever develops a game 
either multi-platform or uh, just even outside of Sony period now after what's happened there. Cause Sony has always been a very good partner to them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause when they got the rights to do a Spider-Man game, they went to Sony first and got that deal signed. Yeah. It was not the other way around. Yeah, Honestly, no, I'm, it's... Uh, I'm actually kind of waiting for Insomniac just to be bought by Sony, quite honestly. Like, I'm surprised that hasn't already happened. It's weird. Well, because, like, they were... During the 90s, they were definitely one of those influential... Because uh, they were doing Ratchet and Clank during then. And mm-hmm. so they were... Back in the 90s, you had, like, the three... You had Jack and Daxter by Naughty Dog. You had Sly Cooper. And you had Ratchet and Clank. And those were, like, the... Um, main characters of Sony mm-hmm. slightly after Crash Bandicoot. So, but Crash Bandicoot yeah. was, uh, you had Crash Bandicoot yeah, yeah. and you had Sweet Tooth, were like the main faces of Sony. You, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Sweet Tooth, and then you had yeah. that PlayStation 2 era that went and popped up, and those yeah. characters almost disappeared. And yeah, they were replaced by Jack and Daxter, uh, by Sly Cooper, by Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- those guys became the face, and though Jack and Daxter definitely have kind of disappeared from uh, all of that. Uh, it's now Nathan Drake. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, yeah. All, it's all Naughty Dog, so Naughty Dog had Crash Bandicoot, Yeah. then in the next one, they went to uh, Jack and Daxter, and yeah. now it's all Nathan Drake. Yeah. Uh, well, so and like, Last of Us, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Last of Us. Yeah, so, yeah, but that's just starting as a franchise. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Technically not a franchise yet, but it's doing pretty damn well. And then Insomnia has just been still doing Ratchet and Clank, and they've got the movie and everything. So yeah, no, they're 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 one of the uh, they're one of the ones that have been working with Sony for a long time now. So yeah, yeah, I like them as a developer. All their games they come up with their I find are nice. fun. I I own almost every one of the games they've ever come out with. Forum, so it's like, oh my god, there's a new Spider-Man game coming out, and it looks really good. You know, this is one here, and then Insomniac. Oh my god, <laughs> greatest game ever. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks good. I I'll enjoy it because I'm trying to think of the last game that came out that was Spider-Man, and the only thing I think of is the Web of Shadows. Is that the one with the four different generations of Spider-Man? I think so. Yeah. That's the last one I can think of. Yeah. And I didn't so. ever... I, I don't know about you, because I, I didn't play that one. Like, Me either. I, I saw the E3 trailer for it and all the demos that they were playing and how... I just... I can't get into this. Yeah. I don't know. It looked interesting, but I never, I never got it either, so... Yeah. Like, okay, I'm um, I'm how I feel about this, but uh, I'm definitely gonna be playing this one, especially yeah. after that trailer, because we we got to see actual gameplay and uh, it looked exciting. It looked it, it looked exciting. It looked absolutely gorgeous. I I just I don't even know what to say about that one because I saw great action. I saw great stealth. Um, got a great taste of what's going to be, or I should say, of what kind of story-driven uh, narrative we're going to be seeing this time around. Yeah. yeah. 
what kind like, of Spider-Matic kind of? They're very quirky. Uh, has very lots of catch lines, lots of comments to say. Uh, they're very sassy. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man, because that's that's what Spider-Man is. He's sassy. He's always got some kind of quip to say. Exactly. Uh, no, and going and seeing, uh, it's going to be interesting to see on what traditional villains are in there because of all the licensing rights. Because hey, they had Fisk. They they had Fisk, which is awesome. Because like oh. part of what I like about Spider-Man is the fact that he has both these really over the top villains like Vulture, Scorpion, Doc Ock, but then there's characters like Silvermane and you know Fisk, and it's like he can go and have these more traditional, less cartoonish villains that he has to go and deal with. And there's real world consequences to how he deals with them. Those ones are almost the harder villains to deal with. Cause they're oh, like, exactly. Yeah. Cause you can't just go after them. It's like, Oh my God, he's beating up that guy instead of, yeah. Oh my God, he's beating up that guy in that suit. That's trying to blow us all to hell. Yeah. It's just like you have, cause like the Kingpin has always just constantly been an influence and it's like he can't do anything about it because he's like, well, I can get him arrested, but then he's now in prison, still having lots of influence all over his goons. Where you have the other guy who was like, he's got some crazy power that has now made him rampage over. Well, I just beat him and tie him up, and then he goes to prison and then just can't do anything because that's his power. But then you have the other ones who are very like they're mafia bosses and it's like well i can throw them away but they're still have power because they have connections that's their thing throwing them in prison doesn't get rid of their connections so yeah i don't know it it looks like it'll be fun it'll be a fun game it'll be a fun game that's all i can say so yep that's Um, sony yeah i've only got one other thing to go and bring up here because it's kind of a big deal in a lot of respects because we don't normally see these kind of games going and jumping systems. But uh, Undertale coming to PlayStation 4 and Vita. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was another Uh, one. That doesn't surprise me, though. That doesn't surprise me. It kind of does to me just because normally when you have an indie title like that, it's either one that Right after its release, they announced they're going to be coming out with a console version or they plan on doing one anyway or they pay another company just to go and convert the code over to work on those systems. But this is this is one of those games that is so well cemented on the PC, so tied to the Steam Marketplace. This is... Uh, I don't know. I've seen that many different... times. Like I, I've seen the games where they're like an indie game, and they've been on the they're cemented into the Steam, and then they pop over to Sony because Sony has. And I know that Sony's very good when it comes to indie developers, in particular. But I can't think of something that's been so successful that's done something like this, especially this far in to its popularity. I mean, this would be, this would be like five nights at Freddy's going and moving over. This is actually a really big deal. Hmm. What else moved? I know there's other things that oh, moved there, over. There have been others, but I can't think of one that's been as big. Uh, do you think this is just a case of like, 
doing it too late or I, I don't think it's a case of it do, her of it doing it too late i think when it comes to indie titles like that they generally don't go and port over to the consoles which are generally harder to code for and all that and if you're already making a lot of money especially something like undertale where you're charging really anything for it anyway and it became this you know huge franchise and so well regarded for its story elements there's really no reason to put any money into porting it especially to something like the playstation 4 and to go and point out that it's going to have crossplay with the playstation vita which here in the west is basically a dead console at this point yeah it's kind of a weird it, thing to go and see it's a bit of an experiment uh, I think. Uh, uh, like that that's no, I don't know. That's that's assuming that maybe they're maybe they maybe they're not like maybe they're not spending a whole lot of money converting it or anything. Maybe they're not trying to make it a North American thing. Maybe they are just trying to bring it to Japan and then doing the cross-platform thing cuz Sony yeah, you only think of it from being a North American aspect, but guess what? It's still super big in Japan as well. So Everything they're doing, you can't think about just being on a North American standard. It has to be on a either Japanese or global global standard of like, well, they've got many other places to have different. That's like, that is why the PS2 has lasted so long as it did. And the same reason FIFA was heavily supported on the PS2 because of all of South America, because they all had PS2s. They didn't have PS3s. They had PS2s, and they like to play FIFA because they like their soccer or their football, as they call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, And you're exactly right on that, but that doesn't take anything away from the fact that this is still kind of a weird thing to go and see. I don't know. Uh, It doesn't feel weird to me. It It feels like they're taking a game that was an indie game that was on the computer for a long time, and then this is them pulling it over and saying, okay, come to our console. Like, uh, it's the same thing Xbox is sort of doing with Player Unknown Battleground. To be fair, yeah, your comment about that only coming out like March and it's still the greenlit, opposed to uh, Undertale, which has been out for maybe, what, three, two years? At least two years at this point. Um, but I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's the. Uh, Sometimes the speed of things happening is slower than others, and this is just how it's happened. But it felt like it was an inevitable. Um, it's something that's happened before, and so it doesn't surprise me in that sense. And the time that it took for it to happen uh, is—is is it even that long? I don't even know if it was that long because oh, like it's... Microsoft took forever to take uh, um, Minecraft, and Minecraft is almost felt like it was dead before it even hit, uh, before Microsoft acquired it, and now they're pushing all their consoles, and it's, every time I see that, I'm like, I haven't touched Minecraft in a year or two now, so like Yeah, I mean, honestly, that when it comes to Minecraft, I still will go and have to point more to YouTube for that Yeah. Because Microsoft in some respects, and they I don't know. I've read a couple of articles, and it seems like Microsoft that they did pay way too much for it 
Yeah, it but felt they like also, it was... They also, I think, uh, got caught up in what was going on because for a long time there, YouTube was being dominated by that game. All the Let's Play stuff. I mean, that built really yeah. the Let's Play audience, especially with you know things like Yogg's Cast. That game became huge because people were going and watching on YouTube because it captured something that hadn't been seen before. And because at the time, YouTube's uh, analytics system wasn't trying to go and divert traffic away from really popular videos to things that might be more marketable and more easy to go and approach. So I think Microsoft actually ended up kind of getting caught in the trap there because they went and bought in at the height of its popularity because YouTube at the time wasn't going and I hate to say this almost uh, almost censoring the viewership of that gameplay. I think they they almost bought in like slightly after the hype. So I think it was like slowly coming down and then they bought it. Yeah. And, and then it was only going down there. Yeah, so, exactly. But no, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's beside the point. Um, yeah, Undertale, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's too late. I feel like... Oh, I'm not not saying it's too late at all. No, far from it. I think this is a great thing because it's rare that you have an indie title that becomes a AAA title that ever Um, leaves the PC after that. I don't know. There's... It's happening way off. I feel like you saying that this is so rare that this doesn't happen. I feel like this is happening way more than you think it does. But then these, these, these are the indie titles that do hit it really hard. And then you see them. And then they... It's just as soon as these indie tiles pop like they do, then it is almost guaranteed that they will eventually get that console. So, like it, like that's that's the thing is Undertale popped like it did, so it eventually it's got its console thing. Uh, Minecraft, same thing. Uh, now, Player Unknown is is almost feels like it's way ahead of what it should be it feels like it should be a couple of years before it is becoming a console game that it is becoming. Um, so I feel like it is exactly where it is supposed to be, where it becomes a mini game, it explodes like it does, and then all the consoles come and go, oh, this indie game is really popular. We should also have this on our console because people want to play it. So I feel like Undertale is exactly where it should be where it exploded, popped off a little bit, and that's exactly where the consoles come in. Oh, this game's really popular. Let's negotiate some things. And by the time they negotiate something, it's already slightly a little bit too late. It's not like the huge hype it was then, but they're still in there enough to like pop it on the console, and then that gives it a little bit more of a breath. And it then gets a little bit more hype on the console, but not as much as it originally did get. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not going to belabor this point because now we're just kind of rehashing the same stuff uh, that we're saying over and over again. Yeah, yeah. But, no, but, the, just, but here, here's just the thing, though. The, the point that I'm trying to make is just that there's haven't been a ton of these titles like this, and we are starting to see more of this happening with games like Herbal Space Program, the Binding of Isaac, Rocket uh, now League. Undertale, yeah, Rocket League. I don't know. I, I think this just, is becoming a way more common thing than your. It's your becoming a more common thing. Yes, not going to argue yeah. that. But this is one that and we're I, talking about. That I think be- we're. I think we're on the cusp of it saying that uh, 
you can no longer say that it is a rare thing that is happening. I think it's almost becoming a guaranteed thing that's happening. So it's, maybe it's a guaranteed thing that will happen. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But so this is the first multi-platinum title that's done this. Uh, I can't even say that. I, I'm I'm reading an article about this right now. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna just. I want to agree to disagree. We'll come back to that. Con, uh, that well, well, yeah, we'll talk later. about this another time. I this this really doesn't matter all that much. I might even yeah. just end this whole content out of here because it's just like this. I don't know. No, we, yeah. we, we have to. We're, we have to talk you, about you that. You and I are having an active debate here, but I don't know if it's necessarily interesting to listen to. Uh, because we're not talking about it. But I feel like that would that would be something to talk about later. Uh, yeah, okay. we'll, we'll talk about this. At yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nintendo, fucking Switch, all the Switch, them bringing up all the things they want to play. Um, you don't have fucking uh, uh, Pokemon, the uh, Pokemon fucking fighting game, Tekken. Oh, Tekken Pokemon tournament. tournament. Yes, yes, I forgot to write Pokemon tournament on here. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know how I missed yeah. that. Yeah, Pokemon tournament. Uh, they they just announced a bunch of games and they they do their own thing. They obviously came out with a fucking uh, Metroid Prime again, uh, yeah. which I was expecting. DLC. They fucking came out with DLC. When does that ever happen with Nintendo? I. They've played around with it a little bit, but they're definitely more experimental with it. This is one of the few times I can think of where it's like legitimately they're going and doing DLC. But even that, That's, even this, they they seem to be trying to stay honest with their DLC stuff. That caught me you, off guard, though. Because like the only thing I can think of was last DLC was the Mercedes for uh, Mario Kart, and that, well, that's the closest thing I can think about DLC. I. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, because they've been doing a lot of free DLC stuff, and I think they're changing the color DLC, which is awesome, quite honestly. Because, like, Splatoon, you got the base version of the game, and then for the following eight months, they just released small new things. They introduced new guns, they introduced new places to go and play, they introduced new clothing options and all that stuff. And it was something that got a lot of interest, and one of the few true hits that the Wii U had. You know, basically everybody who had a Wii U went and bought that game, mm-hmm. which is still kind of a sad thing to go and say because there weren't that many Wii U owners. But that one mm-hmm. became a legitimate hit, I think, largely because it gave you incentive to keep coming back and playing. They went and gave you something worth going to that didn't cost any money. And now we see ARMS is doing the same thing. That's a, that one just came out on Friday uh, yeah. last week and is already get, being met with great reviews on there and supposedly has already managed to go and sell out at... Uh, at Walmart and Target's uh, websites, which is actually pretty damn cool to go in here for a Nintendo property, they're they're coming back strong with this thing. Yeah, they're 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 getting they're no longer rehashing. They're now coming out with their uh, original titles. Yeah, so. which is what the Wii was missing, and the thing that destroyed the Wii U, quite honestly. Yeah, with the yeah. Wii, they were with the Wii. They had third party developers when it first came out, and then they were like, "Oh, we're selling more than everybody else. We don't need to court anybody to go and make games for us." We don't really need to go and push even our own studios to go and make anything. We're going to focus on the next generation. And then into jack shit with the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it's just, Fucking, it's yeah. they barely even like announced next generation. Like they came out with the Wii U and I was like, oh, is that list an upgraded Wii with yeah, HD? That, I'm like, no, it's a different console. I was like, what? 
What? Yeah, they, the, the they, name they, by they itself fucked it up. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they completely butchered that one. And it's not that there weren't some good ideas with the Wii, but we all thought the second screen thing was going to be in some way the future of all of this. Yeah, you, know, you went and had uh, Microsoft with their smart glass thing, which wasn't so much for gaming, it was for other things, but kind of a cool idea. You went and had uh, so many promises of the PlayStation Vita being able to be used with the PlayStation 3 and 4 with uh, yeah, crossplay yeah. and with other yeah, and ever since the PlayStation Portable. You could play exactly. PS3 on your PlayStation Portable and do a cross-platform thing, but it never... It, it, it wasn't... It, the integration wasn't quite there. It just yeah. wasn't. The Vita is but, actually an amazing piece of hardware, but they just didn't know how to make it work. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't bad because, like, when I played my PSP and I uh, casted from my PS3 to my PSP, it it worked exactly as they said it would. You could play it, and you could. It, it wasn't like it was laggy or anything. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no weird input or anything that had like input lag. It played pretty much one to one. The only problem I ever had was like your PS uh, PlayStation controller as four shoulder buttons your psp only has two so your buttons got a little weird there but other than that it was just like well the problem is my ps3 i could just sit down and play my ps3 and the only reason i don't want to sit down and play my ps3 if i want to go to like somewhere else in my room to play on my psp i was like i can do that but my TV is set up in such a way that I can just sit down and play my PS4 or PS3. And so it was never a issue to like have to go and switch to my PSP. Um, but I guess that might be different. It's sort of the same concept that they're doing with uh, Switch, but like the Switch, you literally just pop the console out and bring it somewhere. So it's like, I want to play on my TV. Oh, someone else wants to watch TV. Well, I'll just pull up my console and then walk to my other room. It was the kind of same concept with PS3 and PSP, and then thusly PS4 and Vita. Uh, but I guess one works and one doesn't. Yeah, unfortunately. Hey, but I mean, the Switch is doing something a little bit different. It's something I think that the PS Vita was trying to go and do, but just couldn't quite get there. It almost like the PS, the uh, Nintendo Switch has replaced the 3DS too as well, I, and that's really I think what the end game is. I mean, Nintendo's saying we're going to be supporting the 3DS past 2018, but it's like, yeah, you, you can definitely tell where they're putting their emphasis. Yeah, quite honestly, this is the thing that it, I ran across a Switch about a month ago in a Walmart, there was just one hanging out there and it's like, there's really only one game I want to play on this right now. Breath of the God Wild. Damn it. Yep, exactly. And it's like, God damn it, I'm going to buy it anyway. Because I just see so much promise in this and everything we've seen so far tells me, yes, this, this isn't the replacement or this isn't the follow-up to the Wii U. This isn't the replacement for the 3DS. This is something different. This is the new Game Boy. Mm. It's changing. Mm. The, it's changing the way that we're doing this. And I don't believe that in the end game, or that the end game is for the Switch to go and be this, you know, console dominating thing. 
I see Nintendo eventually getting out of the traditional hardware game, maybe going and moving on to producing, you know, high-end peripherals like with the Joy-Cons. Because I think eventually, and especially because of all of the mobile games you're seeing them developing now, I think that they are planting the idea of a mobile device that you can actually just be able to go and play games on in the same way that you can go and play on a full size console or on the PC. Yeah. Cause the, the portable stuff has always been limited mm-hmm. in its scope. You could only do so much with it because it was always being treated as portable concept. It's like, Oh, well you can only view so much on this tiny little screen. There's only so much that you're able to go and do with these four buttons that are on it or, you know, then they went and added the shoulder buttons to the PSP and all that stuff. But they never really tried to go and approach it as a full con. This time around, they're making it very clear. This is a portable system. Yeah. But it is also a full console. Yeah. Yeah. And they've done a really good job with it. Because they realized, and I think this is something that... I I hate to say this. I wish that Microsoft had taken some notes. Or I should say, I wish this had come out like a year beforehand. So Microsoft could take some notes. Specs are only going to mean so much. Because you're going to have the PC master race that's always going to have the best specs. Yeah. That's always going to be the thing. You can't chase the PC and go and think that you're going to be able to go and beat it in that respect. You're just not. You got to go and give people accessibility. You've got to give them something that they want to go and do. Something they want to enjoy. You know, it's not just a customizable elite controller that goes and makes things more comfortable to go and play and has better reaction speeds and whatnot. Uh, uh, there are fact there are factors that go and play into it, but ultimately what's the heart of it? It's the game. It's the experience. It's what you're yeah. doing. I don't know. I, I could say uh the elite controller has definitely given them that's 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 added to the experience of the game. Um, yep. so, and then that's made people who are Xbox fans, uh, buy those. And then the Xbox Microsoft has realized, oh, there is a market for premium console gamers. So that's why they came out with these consoles that are also like supercharged. So you have your regular console, you have your slim console, you have your above average console, the same way you have your premium and then you also have your premium controllers. And so that's for the premium gamer consoles who want to play in a, a spend more money to play the little bit better, but they never want to go into the whole computer gaming computer uh, a sense of it. So they want to be console players, but they still want that premium console playing, not the jump up to uh, PC gaming where. Yeah, I guess the whole so uh, Nintendo thing was it's still for everyone. It, exactly. It's a less powerful system, but they're not trying to go and compete the same way now. No, they never for, were. And that's just it. But for a while there, they were trying to, and that was the problem. When? 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 I honestly believe, because... Okay, so the Wii 
And I do believe that they actually were onto something with that because at the time you had less than 20% of the US television market that was high definition televisions. The growth rate was not even close to doubling every year. That, or at that point, it wasn't a bad thing to have just a standard definition console when you had your competition going and developing uh, these higher end, uh, more powerful systems for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. Because they still ended up going and getting a lot of the multi-platform games, did still go and release in standard definition on the Wii, and then you went and had the high-definition versions on the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Then you went and had them come out with a slightly more powerful than Xbox 360 console in the Wii U, with all of this great promise of the second screen support and all that stuff, but they still said, and you'll still be able to play all those great games that you enjoy with everybody else. And nobody wanted to develop for them because it was a harder thing to program for, even if you turned off the display on the gamepad. You know, they came out with that stupid pro controller, and what could you actually use it for? Nobody wanted to develop for the damn thing. Because they didn't want to have to go and make the same game for this console, no matter how much uh, Nintendo begged for it. They didn't want to go and make it on, number one, something that was less powerful and didn't match up with their architecture. And number two... They used a completely different control interface that they'd have to program around. Uh, this time around, they're just saying, fuck it. We don't need what everybody else has. Let's just make something new. Let's go and give something that's easy to program, easy to design on. They ditched the second screen, which has worked well for the you know, original DS and has worked well for the 3DS. But I do think probably has held back some developers who would like to go and develop for that extremely successful platform that maybe don't want to have to go and come up with a whole new programming type to go and have multiple screens. This time around, they just made a single, powerful, but not you know up to current generation console specs system that they can go and program for just as easily as any of the other guys that are out there. Be able to make a unique... Uh, portable experience, but something you can go and play just the way that you're used to going and playing on a traditional console. It just makes a lot of sense. You've increased accessibility. Even though you haven't managed to go and make something that's as powerful as everybody else, if you're more accessible, that opens you up to a different kind of audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yes, because it's the whole sense of... um... Yeah, the portability is like, okay, so you don't get the graphics either the other one, but I can literally take this to my friend's house and play it no problem, opposed to or play it on the bus, or play it here, or play it there, play it on the plane. There's no problem to it. You can have, and the fact that the Joy-Cons all fit into it so that it becomes basically a solid unit, or you can pop that down and then click those together, and then those are sort of like their own server. I, I get what you mean. It, it's different. They, but they constantly are doing that, where they're making it. They're always going different. They're always doing their own thing. Same thing back with the Wii. That's why the Wii sold the way it did. It was exactly different. That, that's just it. When they try to do what everybody else does, it doesn't work. When they fully commit to something new, they've proven it does. Nintendo is a different kind of company because it's all about the gaming. That's uh-huh. all they're invested in. The other guys, 
half the time Sony is trying to go and sell televisions when they're going and releasing these consoles. Microsoft, it's about going and growing their uh, their field of influence. I mean, that's literally where the Microsoft project came from. They wanted to go and invest themselves into a field that uh, they thought that they could go and assert more control in. They already controlled the PC market. Uh, at the time, they went and owned a good share of Apple You know, before the antitrust stuff went through. That's where that came from. They wanted to go and dominate another field of technology. Those two, other, those two other companies have other games. Nintendo, it's just, we like games. We like playing games. We make video games. We don't do anything else but video games. Here's the platform. Here's the developer kit. What can we do to make this better? I mean, the, the original Game Boy. Yeah, which wow! Think of the fucking the original NES. The, oh yeah, uh, what? the NES it's... was supposed to be like the, there was the video game crash, and then they came up with the NES, and they're like, oh, it's a uh, it's a toy. So uh, they they single handedly saved video games from becoming nothing. Exactly. So... No, they did that, and then what did they go and do? Because people were going and saying, oh, this is just a flash in the pan, and then Sega came out with, and it wasn't doing as well, and it's like, oh, this is. This is never going to work. This is just a one-time only thing. And then portable gaming. Yeah. And granted, the original Game Boy was not actually the first one to go and do that, but it was the only one where you actually had a company fully invested in going and making it work. The international marketing for the Game Boy by itself was brilliant because it treated their audience. Well, you still had Game Watch. Game Game Watch is before Game Boy, wasn't it? That's what I mean. Yeah, it was before that. Had you also had the Game Gear as well, which oh yeah, fucking I had a Game Gear. Yeah, but none of them actually marketed themselves the way that they needed to. Because if there's one thing that any good marketing professional will tell you, if you condescend to your audience, or if you try to market something that the product really isn't, you might get an initial surge, but you will not manage to maintain sales. About the only thing I can think of that's managed to go and still, or that's managed to go and somehow get people to go and buy the product without ever actually going and telling you what the hell it's really for is Axe Body Spray. That's the only time that that's really managed to go and work. Because I hate to go and tell you this, gentlemen. Most ladies don't like that smell. I use Old Spice. There you go. Most ladies like Old Spice. That's right. Bruce Campbell proved that. He was hungry like the wolf. But there we go. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, got a got a little bit off there here, and I'm sounding like a Nintendo fanboy, and you know, I'm a little bit of a fanboy, but I'm not. I'm not like obsessive, but yeah. Metroid uh, Prime Four. They announced that it's in development, which is big because it's been like ten years since we've had one of those games. Yeah. Uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns. They're remaking Metroid Two, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People have been asking that for years. I, I, another thing of them just rehashing their old stuff. Exactly. Uh, same with they've got Kirby coming back. They got Yoshi coming back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they got a Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah. So they they went and took the well, one of only two other real hits on the Wii U. Uh, Team Ninja is coming back to go and do Fire Emblem this time around. The same way they did Hyrule Warriors, which yeah was awesome and then got ported to the 3ds because it's like okay we didn't sell enough of this on uh on wii u but we want to go and keep this uh contract going well convert it down make it cell shaded go and bring it over to the 3ds yeah so that's got uh, me really excited 
Um, Rocket League and Minecraft got announced for it, and they'll have oh, yeah. cross-play yeah. with uh, Xbox and PC players, which is pretty darn cool. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, and then uh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, yeah. uh, something that not a lot of people were expecting, considering the bomb that was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii U, because even that didn't do well in the Japanese market. Man, it's weird because I feel like they really pushed that one though. Because I knew about it, and I feel like everyone knew about it because they had they had lots of propaganda, propaganda? advertising, Uh, advertising. They had lots of advertising for it. Yeah, and it didn't do horrible. Like it wasn't the worst selling, but it was far from what you would consider to go and be a solid hit. Uh, Yeah, because it didn't even sell as well as um, Xenoblade. on the Wii, uh, that release. And with that one, uh, they only produced a certain number of copies. They did not go and do a second run of the game or anything like that. That was so late in the Wii cycle that they didn't go and just make it, but they sold every one of the copies that were out there. And Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I think, just came out a little bit too late in the Wii U cycle when people were just like, it's a dead console. Yeah. People didn't know what was going to happen next. We didn't know what the NX was. There wasn't really a lot of hype about it, so I, I think people just kind of gave up on it at that point. So it's kind of a shame there, but Xenoblade Chronicles 2 looks good, and uh, then the big one that um, multiple press outlets went and called the game of the show, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, just keeps getting more people on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's the next big thing that's going to be on the Switch, because like yeah. after... Hyru- uh, after um... Uh, Legend of Zelda is done, then it's just like, well, what's the next game? Looks like Super Mario Odyssey will be that, where yep. you go to multiple worlds and you're going to be able to possess anything. Because apparently it, it's some kind of ghost hat that is possessing his hat, but then that allows him to possess other people. It, it's Mario logic and it works. Just that trailer by itself. Like, I didn't know what was happening there. It's like, are they making a Jurassic Park game or something? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. This T-Rex running through, and it's hyper-realistic, and it's like, what, what is this game? And then you see the hat, and it's like, oh my god, this is Mario. What are the worlds? They got some kind of Donkey Kong world, they got like a Las Muertes world, they've got like a, I think I got another... Egyptian world. It's just like you, you travel through different worlds in a hat ship and the same thing you do every time. So, yeah. It's still going to be played like every Mario game, but it's now the new mechanic is you have a hat that's possessed by a ghost that allows you to possess other creatures. And I'm going to play the fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah. Just... It looks like it's going to be equally as fun as things like uh, galaxy and such. So exactly, I just, it, I I would definitely say that Sony won E3 this year, but I gotta be honest here. I feel like Nintendo deserves an honor. It didn't go and show off as much, but I can't think of a 30 minute press conference that ended that I was more hyped for what was coming out in. I don't know. I like Bethesda though. That, Bethesda, that, that was that was a good one, but I don't know. It's just Bethesda. Uh, you're you're yeah. just a Nintendo fan. I, I I'm a little bit of a Nintendo fanboy. I don't know. The the only thing in Bethesda, 
And this is really more my issue with this particular year because I didn't even feel this way about last year because they at least announced something that I thought was a little bit more. Because at the Bethesda one, the only thing I can go and say that was really, I think, a huge deal was Wolfenstein 2. Because uh. Dishonored, Death of the Outsider looks like it's just... It looks like it was a DLC that got too big and they just made it into a standalone property just set in that universe. You have the announcement about the Legend of Zelda stuff in Skyrim that they just kept talking about over and over again for the rest of the week. Fallout VR. Okay, we're taking an existing game and we're going and, you know, changing the actual way the game works. But the core of it still remains the same. It's like... I don't know. I, I, I want more new IPs or more new game experiences. It's like the two big headliners they were games that have been out for several years now. <laughs> and then one that's a side story. It's like, uh... And they're definitely uh, very good at making games last a lot. Oh, yes. Yes, they are. I would say that they are the best developer on the planet for going and making a game playable. Yeah, God, it feels, really like we've, it feels like we've been playing Skyrim forever. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually, probably haven't. I've actually kind of done with it at this point because this is like, at least change the name of it or something like that, guys. Call it Dragon Tries to Go and Kill Me at Every Freaking Second, The Elder Scrolls. I, I would be... <laughs> Just give me something new, guys. Give me something new. I'm into you. You, you. you won me over. I played the shit out of that game. Yeah, there's still a long time before the next Elder Scrolls is out, so... Oh, yeah. Well, especially with them continually holding on to the Elder Scrolls. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's E3. That's E3. Uh, yeah. I guess any any like that. I guess those are final words. Uh, words you would say. Sony won it, uh, but Nintendo has their honorable mention. Uh, yeah, I really yeah. like. I really like Bethesda's. Uh, they the way they shot their uh, press conference was just sort of fun. Uh, Sony so short. They got they got me on that one. They didn't yeah. go and do a lot, but they kept it short, and they didn't just keep going and dragging yeah. it out no, like some no, other companies. Yeah, yeah. No, yes, yes. No, yes. Uh, Sony. I also agree. They they're just the theatrical ones now. They just make a theatrical event of it, um, where you have Microsoft, which is all about specs. You, a Ubisoft, which is just talking a lot. Same with EA, which is just a basic press conference. So, yes, that's that. I, I feel like this now two-hour podcast is done. Whew. So, with that, uh, I'd like to thank all of you for listening for this, if you are have made it this far. <laughs> um, and coming back to our season four, what a start of season four. We're episode three or something of season four. Uh, so, yes, check us out on SoundCloud for every episode ever. Uh, please hit us up on Twitter at uh, Soccer Rangers. God, uh, Twitter at Soccer Rangers. Um, and our email, uh, Soccer Rangers Podcast at gmail.com. And our Facebook page, Soccer Rangers Podcast. Uh, it's a whole new world here in the studio. And we hope you'll join us for all adventures and, of course, Zio updating every Monday. So, uh, 
I hope you enjoyed E3 and all the possible video games to come and that are coming. And I'd like to thank so... Can we just wrap this up? I want to die. Take care, everyone. Take care. Take care. Take take that care. Take it. Care for it. Love it. Can we just end this? My butt is numb. We've been doing this for three hours. I am passing out. Peace! Bye!